What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Middle cough! Hey, behave! Well, here we are. <laughs> We're here. These are the days you're paid. These are the days you're paid for. That's, that's one way to put it, guy. That's one way to put it. This is when you earn your money. <laughs> you you want to break down a little uh, Ray's Astros? I got to tell you, when you told me on Friday, Raiders and the points, uh, actually you said Raiders money line, I was like, you're crazy, but uh, <laughs> I wish. It's a weird weird weekend, a weird football weekend, John. I, I, I've, uh, my gambling thoughts, not just my actions of when I actually bet, but even the thoughts I have of what to bet on have really cooled off. <laughs> whatever you think, maybe moving forward, whatever we think, we're like, oh, Niners should do this. This team should do that. Alabama should do this. We, whatever we say, we just go opposite game. We think that, just do the opposite. The the George Costanza. Just do the opposite. I like it. Ease.com yep. promo code ham or ease.com promo code ham 10 if you're if you're a returning user. Guy, they just launched a brand refresh of Ease 2.0. New look, new feel, new overall message. Our friends, they're changing, they're getting with the times. Best blaze for your buck, input and data, output and dank, highly calculated delivery, ease.com, E-A-Z-E.com. Just go to their website, check it out, cannabis, pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, you name it, they got it, E-A-Z-E.com. Promo code HAM for first-time users. If Obviously, you get $20 off a purchase of $50 or more. It's really easy. You and I have both done it. We know a lot of people that have done it. I know a lot of people listening have done it. If you have already done it, you want an, uh, another discount, Ham 10 gets you 10% off. If you want to get the better discount, the ham one, use your moms, use your girlfriends, use your brothers, use your roommates. It's just out think, you know, think outside the box, guys. Right. Use that uh state school education that I'm sure many of our listeners like me and you have. Yep, the blue collar grinder find a way. <laughs> yeah, just be like make Gruden. It be like Gruden. I will do anything for an ease discount. I will do yes, anything exactly. to beat the Chiefs. Just gotta be 21 or over, get verified online in minutes. 
And uh, then you start browsing, then you start buying, and then it's delivered to you in minutes. Ease.com, promo code HAM, 20 bucks off your first order, $50 or more. Returning user, thank you for being back. And uh, that's easy, too. You get 10% off yep. with uh, promo code HAM10. Podcast also brought to you. Let's welcome Gabby, G-A-B-I, Gabby.com slash ham. That's G-A-B-I, Gabby.com slash ham. We did it. You do it. Here's what you do. You go to Gabby.com slash ham, and you get off of the car insurance that you've been on since you were 16 years old and find your money. Find your discounts. Well, guy, I went to Gabby.com slash ham. I typed my stuff in. I've been using Progressive for a long time. It brought all my stuff up at the number I was paying, well over a thousand bucks, and it brought me all the other potential insurance companies, and I was able to compare my rate. It was really simple. I, I signed up, guy, in less than two minutes. We need everyone listening go sign up. In these times, you know, money's a little crazy. Coronavirus, all the crazy things that are going on in the world, you're kind of looking at your finances a little bit different. You know, I'm used to just press auto pay, auto pay, yeah. and now you're like, well. Should I, you know, should I just be throwing away this money? And then Gabby reached out. They got on the podcast. I tried out their service. I realized I can save a lot of money by going to another insurance company. Same insurance, you know, same coverage for, I, I think I've saved like 250 bucks. It's easy. Stop Gabby.com slash ham. Stop overpaying for car and homeowner's insurance. You no. can get a lower rate, exact same coverage. And you're right. I would put car insurance at the top of the list that's been auto paying for 15 years for me. And I've never, I haven't looked uh -huh. at it twice. Right. Nope. Gabby makes it easy. Sometimes you might have the best coverage. Guess what happens when that happens? They just tell you that. They're like, you're good. Did, did you know this? The Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. Think about that. $825 per year. And they'll never sell your information. That's also key. It's totally free to check your rate. And there's no obligation. It's totally free. Again, free. Take a few minutes right now. Stop overpaying on your car and home insurance. Go to Gabby, G-A-B-I. Gabby, G-A-B-I dot com slash ham. That's Gabby dot com slash ham. Gabby dot com slash ham. Do it. Do it. Lots to talk about after the Niners got blown out by the Dolphins. Jimmy Garoppolo. Wait, repeat that? The 49ers got blown out by the Miami Dolphins. And Jim Tom is not the head coach. Chip Kelly's not <laughs> the head coach. The 49ers won the Super Bowl last year. It's no Mike Nolan team, John. Uh, it's one thing to get blown out like that. It's another thing to look at the screen when you're seeing the Miami Dolphins running around in those aquamarine uniforms, which I like, but... Yeah, they actually look pretty good. Fitzmagic is just taking everything that's yours and burning down the village on his way out of town. <laughs> oh, my God. Sweet beard, sweet beard. Who had Jimmy Garoppolo getting benched at halftime in the uh, pregame uh, pool? Nobody? Yeah, I'd say nobody. <clears throat> It'd be one thing if he couldn't finish. And I know Kyle said after the game that, and he and he made sure to say till whoever was the sideline reporter, he didn't do it for play. He did it because he thought he couldn't move. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna call bullshit on that. Uh, he the ball was coming out of his hands. It looked like you you know when you play like pickup football in high school and the, everyone wants to be the the you know all time quarterback or play quarterback. There's really like one kid in a group of that just play quarterback. Yep. Yeah, let let him sling the pill. We all have that guy that's like, yeah, no one else deserves to play quarterback. His ball guy was coming out funny. He wasn't even close. He, he threw multiple picks that were atrocious. My take it going into half was like, he's going to get yanked. And not because like, you know, it's, it's not normal to yank a starting quarterback that's on a big contract that – Early in the season, right? They were two and two. To me, though, it was the eye test. He hadn't been playing. I viewed it simply as 
this guy's recent history, I viewed the coach in a vacuum. I went, last week, he fucking yanked Mullins. This guy is someone that views, it's his offense, it's his baby. Clearly, Jimmy Garoppolo to him, he does not view him, I mean, no one does, but I'm just talking to Kyle specifically as some superstar, right? He, he And he's not, but he, does, he doesn't view him as Aaron Rodgers, Russell, like, those guys get treated differently. And then even, he didn't draft him number one overall. So the, the, the number one thing Jimmy has to, like, confirm his starting ability really is his paycheck because his play so far this year in a a small period of time, right? He only played the first game then he got hurt halfway through the second game and now he's back. It was atrocious. Like it was, I viewed it like a starting pitcher. Verlander, Scherzer, fucking Nolan Ryan, you name it in the history of the sport has had games where they give up like six in the first inning. What happened? They get yanked. And it was just like, I I just got to yank this guy. He can say he couldn't move right. Again, he said, he said, I think he said look. protect him, right? Because he was getting hit. He'd been sacked. Well, Just, the, the old line was protecting nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody. I saw... I, I just did you not think the ball was like coming out funny? Yeah, it definitely was. And I saw Barnwell tweeted something like that he had said before the game. I don't know if he wrote it or he said it somewhere that quarterbacks coming off high ankle sprains tend to miss high, whatever. I thought. You know the the problem. I'm too not was, saying he's like a fully healthy player. I'm just saying. No, Kyle I know. Just, it was. Just I, off. I now look. We we were texting. I would have stayed with him as bad as he looked because my feeling at halftime was, and and I'm not saying this mattered in the end of the game. I'm not saying this at all. Um, and I think everything you said about Kyle is accurate. Like he doesn't look at Jimmy a like this is the untouchable franchise, and b even if he did, he still might have done it. Like I, I'm not. He might have done it anyway, right? Difference in baseball is you get 162, just rest up, just rest up, kid. We'll get him in a week. Like, and it's normal to get yanked in bad starts. Football when you're in yeah, football starting when you're playing the Dolphins, you're a two win team five weeks into the season, and you've got a bunch of big games coming up. I could understand if he thought physically Jimmy didn't look right, and that was leading to. But his two awful picks came at the end of the half when he's trying to get him down the field. I kind of felt like just this is do the Super Bowl thing, just pack it in right here. But it looked so bad as he tried to make plays. My my opinion at halftime was he yes, he looks terrible. The only chance you have to get back in this game is if somehow he finds it. Because CJ Beathard's not gonna give you you're not gonna come back and win this game with CJ Beathard. Now again, I'm not I saying only thought- I don't think it mattered, but that's why I would have stayed with him. I only thought that he might bench him simply because of what CJ looked like at the end of last game. And I I, I think big picture, regardless what happened, this in a vacuum, Jimmy was god-awful. You forwarded me a tweet. It has to be the first time in NFL history that Miami Dolphins kicked three field goals under two minutes in the first half. Was that Eric at home that tweeted that? Yeah, that's not only never happened before, that'll never happen again. Like, that's that's insane. That's, That's an incredible stat. I also think just big picture, you know, the first I saw Coward immediately fires off a tweet. Jimmy better call his real estate agent. And it's been a big picture topic. You and I have supported him. Then this year it started getting a little weird. But then Mullins was so terrible. I don't think it's disputable no matter what Kyle's going to hammer home. It's his ankle, the high ankle injuries, you miss high, whatever. I, I think we have to be open to like, it, they just ha- they have a quarterback problem now, do they not? Like they have a quarterback problem, most definitely. And they might be at this point. If I told you the if I told you right now, eight and eight, the Niners will finish eight and eight. Would you, will you take that or would you roll the dice at two and three heading into the schedule they got coming up? Because I would take. Uh, 
I would yeah. say. Well, I mean, I'd rather if I was going to be eight and eight, then I'd rather be like five and eleven, get a better pick. I'm just saying, if I to, yeah, well, I understand. I'm just saying, like, yeah, if you were saying, do you think they're going to be eight and eight? I would say probably not. Right. So they might be a seven win team. They might at this point. Is he playing? I don't think we can assume he's playing next week. If yeah. if if he's if it's really about his physical well being, uh, I don't know. Are the are the Wednesday? Have we hit the trade deadline yet? Can you get Kirk Cousins before the trade deadline? Did that pass well, already? They just gave him a huge signing bonus. Doesn't make any sense for Minnesota to trade. So him. I'm kidding, but um, yeah, I, I I think at this point everything's on the table with him. Going back to the end of last year, where we thought people were being too hard, but they didn't change the fact that. You're in the Super Bowl, and you sat on the football at the end of the first half. And I understood why. In fact, I almost tweeted today, like, can we at least acknowledge Kyle did the right thing at the end of the first half of the Super Bowl? Um, well, I don't think Jimmy's little Super Bowl run, the three playoff games, were as bad as people make it out. No, this, no. They were, what we've seen this year is way my, worse. My, my point is just Kyle wasn't part of that debate. Kyle didn't need anybody to tell him Jimmy was good enough or Jimmy wasn't. There were times where he just clearly didn't believe I can just put the ball in his hands and let him go win. And that whole debate doesn't matter to Kyle. Yeah, they they have an issue because it's not like Jimmy today played the Dolphins and was off and physically and it caught through a bad pick and they lost by seven. They now part of this was about their defense and we'll get to all that, but they were non-competitive today in the game where everyone was Jimmy's back finally. Thank God this should be the difference. Um, and I think guy, anything you get benched and you're not like noticeably limping. Or something. It's just you, you kind of. I, I don't think it's really disputable. He got benched for his play, because if he had just been solid and they were getting their ass kicked, he wouldn't have got benched. It was his play. Well, if, if he was, was so atrocious, if he was like, seven was, to seventeen and they were down fourteen to ten, would he have gotten benched? No chance. None. He was throwing picks that I'd say the the one pick where he overthrew was the worst pick he's thrown as a 49er. Like it was just. <laughs> We and, do have some epic back-to-back week picks. Even as even as incompletions, week. it was just that's the worst half of football. One, the Niners have probably played under Kyle definitely since it's mattered, but just that Jimmy Garoppolo's played for the Niners. I don't even think it's close. Like it just the eye test was. Yeah, that that is you and I and everyone listening. We've all watched a lot of football, right? And the thing about football, unlike the other sports. You watch a lot of other teams play. So you watch, you know what the good teams look like. You know what the shitty teams look like. It's because we television ratings are huge. We all consume a lot of football. That looked like the worst quarterback play you'll see on a given week, right? Or like half a year. Like that's it, it, just the eye test. It didn't. It doesn't look much worse. Like even the worst Joe Flacco game or the worst like Andy Dalton game or just think about all the shitties. Like that's that was the shitties right there. That that was the poops. That was. That was as low as you get. That was everyone texting their friends like, am I really witnessing this right now? And that's where I thought immediately like, I think he's going to bench him. And everyone's like, you're crazy. I'm like, it's well, that I didn't think bad. you were crazy. I just did. I wouldn't have done it. And I think yeah, part I, of the reason it looked that bad is because they were trying to make up all this ground at the end of the first half. And it cost them. Now, I understand why they did it. They just, there weren't that many possessions going to be left in the out game. To start the game. Three and out to start the game, which I missed because I didn't even know. Same. Was off five. I was down at Elias's. But the moment you came in, right, beside the picks, it was he was way off on his passes. He was throwing to covered guys. He just looked, he looked, I mean, just pitiful. I mean, that's the way I describe it, pitiful. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. pitiful. Look, look I, I, big picture, we could debate whether or not I should have been benched at halftime. Neither one of us is saying it would have changed. I, I'm not saying matter, if he happened, didn't play. You know? No, no, but I'm not saying if he had played the second half, they were going to come back. Um, but I do think 
if he's not their quarterback next year, one thing that does, if they're searching for a guy again, right, one thing that will come back up, and I don't think it's it's over and done with, we know that, but it's not dead, the decision to not really pursue a quarterback in the 2017 draft when they had the second pick, and Mahomes was sitting there, and Deshaun's sitting there, and obviously Trubisky's there, and they trade back, um, that's that that's not nothing. Like I don't think that gets buried over and done with. It never comes up again. Because if he's not their quarterback and they spend another year or two or four looking for a guy, then that's going to be a big part of this era of 49ers football, especially if it keeps them from getting to where we think they could or should be. And I, you know, I understand like the circumstances were different, right? Kyle thought, hey, I know Kirk Cousins is going to be available. I like that guy. We're not really that interested. We'll do something else, banking on having time to rebuild, and we'll get Kirk. And then they never got to Kirk because later that year, Bill threw Jimmy in their lap. But the fact is, at that moment in time, they were sitting there at two. And if you thought, if you watched Patch Mahomes and thought of Mahomes, what Brett Veach thought of Mahomes, what your boy Andy thought of Mahomes, then you wouldn't have said, that's ah, cool, we'll wait for Kirk. I know what Mahomes is going to be, but we'll wait for Kirk. I think Mahomes can be special, but we'll wait for Craig. If they believe that, or I, even, I don't, guy, or even the Texans had been making the Deshaun. playoffs with terrible quarterbacks, and they got aggressive. Remember, yeah. they traded up. So I, I, I don't think like if, if this thing, if Jimmy doesn't come back and pull some miracle this year, and then solidify his place as the 49ers quarterback, and they're doing this thing where they're looking for their guy, that's that thing doesn't die. Now, what does it matter at this point? Maybe nothing, but that's part of this whole story, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think they got a big problem on their hands right now because anytime that you have quarterback questions, you have the biggest problem you can have as a football team, right? The coach isn't going anywhere. <laughs> he just got huge money, and he shouldn't. I mean, I'm not, I'm not judging Kyle off one game. And it was just, we'll get it. I mean, it was the worst game I can remember. He's coached in a long time, but when your quarterback is an issue, just think, just go around the league and like, like the Jaguars' number one issue is they just never find a quarterback. Uh, just you start working around like the Giants. What's their problem been? Eli was shot. Now Daniel Jones, they're still up in the air. The fucking Jets, they make this trade for Darnold. They don't even know if he's the guy. Like that, that's the number one question. Say what you want about the Vikings. Like they've been rattling off playoff appearances with Kirk. Now, I guess maybe not. It'd be been there. This is his third year, and this what was his fourth. I, I, I can't know. But I well, the, uh, not a, eighteen. I'm not saying his first year there. Eighteen, nineteen. So yeah, I don't. I don't think cousin. So he would. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, more than likely, right? So he's going to make like the playoffs. Feels like he's had more success than maybe on paper it says, doesn't it? It, it does. So that's and I. I think you and I both agree. Like I don't think he was the answer. Like I didn't want him. Like I think you'd be in the similar situation as Jimmy. Kind of gets you in the middle ground, and that's where back to what you said. Does Kyle look at these quarterbacks and know part of an NFL team? It's like you need some, you need a little pizzazz at that position, you know. And I think he he resorts back to like kind of a robot type if guy. He just does he what I tell like, him. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, but I don't know, if, Kyle. You could be the greatest coach ever when your fucking offensive lineman's missing guys. You need a little. I watch. We'll get into Mahomes a little later. He pulls shit out of his ass. You know, Deshaun does too. Most quarterbacks. I, hey, Rogers. Uh, Russell, all these good Josh Allen. I'm watching Wentz today making things that like you need some. There is some outside of the context of uh, what is uh, what is our boy Yogi Ross say outside the X's and O's. There is some. There's truth to that. Like you, and that's my buddies in the in the NFC North. Cousins' biggest issue is if the play's perfect, he can dice you, and he has right his numbers when when their offense is rolling. He does look really good. 
what happens though when he has to scramble like throw it's disaster. But I, I think the pushback to most what most coaches would tell you, and just anyone listening knows this. What is most of the NFL, or probably like half of it, kind of plays outside of like it's not just like Julio Jones wide open easy. What Doug Peterson say? There's not layup throws in the NFL. My pushback is there is on certain plays, but most of the NFL is like, God, you're getting hit. I'll give Ryan Fitzpatrick credit today. He's getting hit. He's making throws. Like he was kind of a fucking playmaker guy. Yeah, you know, the irony good. is as good as they were on offense and obviously good enough on defense, if they don't look like a one win team on defense in terms of discipline, they committed so many penalties. The Niners wouldn't have had 17 points, right? What do they you had mean? two third down penalties on the Niners' C.J. Beathard scoring drive in the second half. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like the Niners, it's forty-three to seventeen. It really felt like forty-three to six. I honestly, guy, it felt like sixty to two. <laughs> That's what. It, just if you just said like, "What was the Niners score?" If you asked me on like Tuesday, I'd be like, "If there had never been a score, fifty-seven to six, <laughs> there'd been no score bug on the screen." Yeah, I, would, I mean, what would you guess? Like 48 to yeah, 6? 54 to 3. <laughs> I like using a baseball number. Yeah, like 48 to 1. 5. You know? <laughs> you just, yeah, I mean, because it didn't feel like 7. Like, do you I think, guess the use check touchdown was kind of cool, but that was about it. Yeah, back when it looked like they had a shot. Do you think if they win, if they beat the Eagles, Jimmy starts this game? Uh, I mean, I saw some of those highlights in practice. He was jumping around. I Didn't have his knee brace on. Panel, what I think people struggle with is there's only in the NBA and in baseball, it's easy to like push it a little bit because you have so many shots, so many bites at the apple in, in football, you know, even in the NFL where it's more than college, you only get so many of these games. Like the whole right. point of the sport, the entire sport point of free agency, the draft OTAs training camp is for fucking 15 or 16 swings, right? Herm Edwards. I, he always does a great job when he talks about this. You do all this work for all this time. Like, you lift, uh, you know, Bill Parcells, you lift all them weights. Like, what's for fucking games? And, and really, most teams every year, I guess two more now do make the playoffs. Most teams don't even make the playoffs. You're getting 16. That's it. You know, and that's why I never, and haven't been on the side or inside, I get it, where you just, it's all, the game is the only you get thing what, that matters. You like, get what? Be like, you know, give Kawhi two weeks off. Who cares? Oh, you get, you're saying you get Jimmy playing. Yeah, I just yeah think so do it, I. I do too. But one thing is clear watching him is they cannot afford to be in these games. I think we can say this definitively now for the season. If he's 100% healthy next week, they cannot afford to be in games where they're playing catch-up. They cannot. Because they don't, as talented as they are, they're, they're well, not I, making plays down the field. You, you know what's simple? We'll get into the big defense here in a minute. Their offense is not very good right now. It's just CJ, Mullins, Jimmy, their offense is bad. And it's not like I don't blame like Kittle or Debo. I I think all those guys, Mozart. I think those guys are good. I think their problem right now is their offensive line is atrocious, and their quarterback play. I think is it fair to say these last two games their quarterback plays like bottom five NFL? I mean, Mullins. Yeah, I mean the last two games. I don't know how it gets worse than that. That was awesome. We have to look around the league, but it was I don't know. Do we? Like six, like three. Yeah, bad. We just say the last. You didn't say the worst. You said bottom five. I. Well, I've seen two of the worst interceptions in the last two weeks than I've seen all year. So, but then I started thinking about it. Like some of these teams miss games because of Corona. I think it's the worst worst quarterback play in the league last two games. Is this a low point for the uh, Kyle Shanahan 49ers getting blown out by the Dolphins? Uh, you know, I think if you give them a little in a year where they played meaningful football games, I think if you give them a little bit of pass that first couple years when 
even their losses, they weren't favorites. Guy, they were an eight point favorite. And I was we were almost put a, we almost put some cash on the game. Luckily we didn't. Yeah, eight point favorites at home coming off a loss to a team that's one and three. Text a buddy in the league. I'm like, what do you think about the Dolphins? He said they stink. And I watched them today, and I was like, I don't know if they stink or just the Niners stink. Like, that's a pretty big indictment because they're not that great. But to me, to roll out, I get you have injuries. Every team in the league does. But today, they left that guy, you know, Jared Allen's cousin, Billy Allen, Bruce Allen. I don't ever, I don't want to, I don't ever want to see him again. I, I, I think it's fair to say he had the worst, he might be the worst player in Niner history. He'd be up there. <laughs> to, to me, to leave him out there, Brian over and over, over and, and over. over again. And then to end the half against Devonte Parker. Listen, I would say Devonte Parker is one of those like high first round picks, right? That didn't love live up to be like an Amari. Definitely not like a Julio or whatever, but he's by no means been Ke- like, he's a not Kevin, Kevin White. White. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, who, I by the way, thanks for gonna, playing. Thanks for that performance today. Yeah. Way to run the ball to the end zone and get to the seven, you know, and like somehow fall to the 10. What the fuck are you doing? But I think when Devontae Parker, who I think it's fair to say the last couple of years kind of resurrected his career, like I just fan, playing fantasy, watching the, their box scores, guy makes some plays. He had to be thinking like, wait, you're going to, at the end of the half, we're already kicking your ass. They put him out there one-on-one. And listen, I, I get Sherman's big thing. We do what we do. I'm all for do what we do when that when the horses are in there. In that situation, I thought that final play at the end of the half, that touchdown, where he like John, opens if only up the that, If only that was the final play of the half, but a lot well, happened yeah, after that. <laughs> did, you, did you not think that was like the most embarrassing play of the game? In that did you situation? see my text before the play happened? Well, because they what were they at the five yard line? They got a 10 point. 10, well, they got a uh, tripping penalty. penalty. <laughs> so they went to like the 18 or 15 then or whatever. Then Kerry Hyder gets a sack. So it's third oh, and that's goal. that's why they were even farther back Yeah, so it's third and goal from bare, from almost the 20. And I texted you and I said, yeah. I would rather this play be at the five than the 20 because this is too much room for Brian Allen to be on an island. I agree. And, and what did you say about his island? Smaller than... It, uh, his island is bigger than the one they filmed Castaway on. <laughs> but you agree, like, from that just basic football. If I said, guy, you're in this situation... This is this is the only guy you got to throw out there. Wouldn't you go like, hey, hey, Jimmy Ward or Kwaski Tart, just go over there with him and just double team the guy. Or just just one of you. How about like, one of you guys do it instead? And he wasn't the only guy because Akilah Witherspoon came into the game later. True, you're right. But wouldn't you just wouldn't you double team that position? I would just replace him with somebody else in that spot. But yeah, anything on, th- especially on third and goal, you, you know they're going to leave him by himself. When like, you know they have to like, go to the end zone on third and goal. Are from you guys the 20. just waving the white flag? Like what the fuck are we doing? I, was, to me, that was the most embarrassing moment. That point, like for Jimmy's flaws and everything, that was the low point of just like, listen, I I, I do feel sometimes because I thought like. The narrative is like, you can't bench Jimmy Garoppolo. Why? Because the media is going to question who gives a shit what the media says, right? Or the fans are going to be mad. Who cares? Like, I, I think sometimes that stuff gets overblown. Like, the players know. There has to be a couple. Like, if you're Eric Armstead or Fred Warner and you're playing really hard and you go, wait, we're just going to leave this guy in man-to-man coverage against their best wide receiver? Like, clearly, their number one wide receiver. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, guy, he just ran straight. Like, I wouldn't even call it a go route. He just, He's just like, wait, you're just not going to run? I'm faster than you. He just opened up his hips, like kind of olayed him. It was like, what the fuck is going on? Especially when the Dolphins made it perfectly clear from first down of their first drive who they were going at. 
It's rare you see an offensive coordinator be that consistent with a liability. Well, like so, it was just well, like, uh, we're not even going to do anything else. Gonna are you going to go protect there, your go neck, there. or am I just going to keep popping you in the thorax? Or wait, that's is yeah. it the thorax? Esophagus? Esophagus. Yeah, uh, they, uh, caramel apple? They, they, Eli apple? They, they made it so clear immediately that they were going to go at him. And then you look up, the field is when he's out there on an island 40 yards wide. That was a that there were many moments in the game, and Jimmy being bad was the headline of the game, right? But every time they needed a stop, uh, maybe they got one. They needed it wasn't just that they were one of whatever it felt like a million on third down without penalties. Guy, I, I couldn't even take 14? the second half. Ser- I couldn't take the second half seriously after that play. I was like, I can't take this game seriously. <laughs> it's fourteen to seven at that point, and they've made it clear who they think your weaknesses and it's clear to everybody that they're right. And you do have a Kello and you do have other. Uh, now look, the one thing I thought watching this game was yeah. And we've been saying it for weeks and anyone who watches it can say it. Yeah. They miss Bosa and yeah, they really miss Sherman. They miss those, both those guys a lot and credit to, I do think they play hard on defense up front, but I, you know, the qu- quarterbacks just evade a lot of sacks that I think exist if Bosa's on the field, but that's nothing you can do about it. But they, you got to have, because here's the thing: like, the, the Dolphins might be bad, but they're not the Jets or the Giants. And I think we knew that much. I'm not saying I, like, I'm not saying I thought anything close to this was going to happen. But we talked about like they made it look a little closer than it really was. But it was a score game with Seattle. They had the Bills. They played the Bills point for point, basically. They beat the shit out of the Chargers, which is what you're supposed to do. I, like, I just think it's fair to say they're a well-coached team, right? Well-coached and fits. And Fitzpatrick clearly, when he's on, he's on, right? Yeah, and he's, he's on, on a little heater right now. He is he's on a little heater. Part of it was yeah. that he was playing a guy off your practice squad at cornerback. T- to me, but like the practice squad guy in this sport should be like, better than that. Som- well, just sometimes gets thrust into action, and you never truly know till you watch the game. And sometimes it happens like the guy is unplayable. Like that's not unheard of. I've seen it before when I worked in the league. When you just watch other games, you just see a guy like you just got to yank him out because you, you it's not like you only dress two DBs. You dress like five. You just got to the moment he gets smoked like three times, you got to put another guy in there. Yeah, you, you have to to leave him, though, in that situation and to either not have him like have help or put another guy out there was just like th- that crossed the line of we do what we do. And like you guys are fucking Robert. You don't ever don't expect another interview like that. That that's a low point in your career. Like that's that, that's like, is he getting another in? like that? That to me is like, if you're football people, what is this guy doing? You know, what is this guy doing? I, I thought it was Jimmy's going to be the headline because he got replaced. He's the quarterback. Today was a Robert Sala just look kind of lost, and, and I'm not judging him for Brian Allen. Like that guy, they, they're down like seven corners. He starts the game. He even gets smoked early. Okay, shit happened. Yank him out. You're yanking the quarterback out. You yank guys, yank other players out. What took so long? You've yanked you, corners before, five right? We've yanked, yeah. we've talked about this with In the Kelly last year. Games. I, I don't, listen, I think we're all agree. Kelly Westmoon won't be on this team after this year. His worst day, he's better than this guy. You know, just throw him out there. Like that, that was, I, I just, again, I, I couldn't take the game seriously anymore. I, I, I thought like, are they tanking? Well, I don't, I don't want to say that's, I mean, I, I do think if we were to identify the primary reasons they lost, I'd put that number one actually above Jimmy. 
Because, well, yeah, because some of the mistakes the, that came. So, I'm talking the storylines of the game. No, I know you are. I'm just saying. I, to me, the number one reason they lost that game was their defense, not Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Well, the, like you said, they gave up 65 points. <laughs> the the <laughs> mistakes Jimmy made, at the, the bad throws he made at the end of the first half, like they were forced into doing something differently than the way they wanted to play. Every time Mostert gets the ball, he's running 87 miles an hour. It looks like, right? Well, he good. goes zero to 60 he's, in a heartbeat. Um, he's good. And and maybe even if they were better on defense, they still lose the game because of how Jimmy was. But to me, the number one thing, the first reason they were in that spot was that their defense could not stop Miami's offense at all. I'm telling you, guy, when I, when I look at the score and see 43, it feels low. It really does. Now, a couple, they held them a couple field goals because it felt like every drive, whoof, moving. Early, that first half with ease, right? I mean, getting down. It was... It was a clinic on moving the football. And then they even did a little thing during the game. It's like, you know, Sham Gailey out of retirement, 68 years old. It's, it's one thing if, let's say, Miami had like, you know, they hired Joe Brady this offseason. You'd be like, well, they just got this hot shot OC. I get it. Guy out of retirement that's been kind of people laughed at him. It's like, going better than it's going for Mike Nolan on a retirement. And Fitzpatrick? I, to me, that's where it's just like, you let Chan Gailey and Ryan Fitzpatrick bend you over and consistently be like, are you, are you guys serious? Like, uh, no, yeah, no, you're not going to leave that. You're going to, no, you're going to leave him. You, no. <laughs> well, the reason they, they could have clowned him. J- John, uh, Jason Sanders, John was five of five field goals today. So they were in scoring position even more than the score indicated. You're right. And, uh, again, I, I, there are a lot of reasons you could have lost this game, but to get blown out like that and to be in that position, to be down 30 to seven at the half, that's part of what made it feel right. It's 30 to seven at halftime. That's wild. Did you think when they went that it was like third and 27, the dude gets 25 and a half yards when they go for the, and they down. call in the punt unit. Yeah. Did you think he was going to run a fake punt there? Yeah. I thought something was up because, because, the play ends right on their sideline and all the guys start running out and they're doing like this X, but the aggress they, if you go back and watch them, did you notice how fast everyone was sprinting off the sideline? They hold ass. Yeah. They it, got out there and they were all doing Usually some secret signal. Takes their time. Cause everyone's like punt team, punt team, you know? I, I yeah, to it was me, a little the, 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 how fast they ran on the field made me think I might use a timeout here. Something's up. The problem is, you I thought it was well executed by them. It was really boom, well boom, bang. And like you said, the first problem was you gave up 26 yards on third and 27 or whatever. The I mean, God, it was third and 27, and Tart had, even Schlereth was like, God, he had a hell of a play there just to get him out of bounds. Third and 27. I know. It, that, that was a – we're not talking the first two years anymore, Robert. You're interviewing for head coaching jobs. You get looked at a little differently. Embarrassing effort. Like, I mean, defensive coordinators around the league get shit on. But that that was just now back to back games to me though like you go back what kept giving the how did this guy for the Eagles become a legend Fulham I don't even know how to say his Fulham. name uh, everyone told me the Fulham. G's silent maybe he's okay, great Fulham. maybe he's just great with a capital well, he, G well he might be good but what do you think that they saw last year or last week whoever Jason Verrett or the other starting corner is not on just throw go routes it's it's stealing candy from a baby it's like every time. Uh, What's basketball back in the day, like in the NBA? Mouse, mouse in the, the house. house. You get a small guy. It's what they're doing. Mouse in the house. But it's actually easier because you still got to do moves when your back's to the basket. If your core, if your wide receiver is good and he's just running straight and the guy can't run with him, it's easier than the mouse in the house back to the basket, right? 
You just gotta you just gotta hit them because well, he's gonna be open. How many? I mean, yeah, I, yeah. All right. So the schedule coming up. I think Devonte Parker might actually be good. He's kind of grown on me. <sighs> he might be. He might he resurrect be. his career. I mean, I'm kind of happy. I, I don't know if Tua's gonna get on the field this year. What did Devontae do today? Maybe it wasn't as great as I thought. Two catches, 50 yards. <laughs> if I would have guessed like six catches for 180. So here's what you got coming up. You got this uh, Sean McVay guy. Then you got this uh, Josh McDaniels guy. I, and maybe, in theory, you'll, you'll play the Patriots in two weeks. Um, <laughs> then you got Seattle. I don't know if you heard what they got going on. They got this Russ guy. Then you got Green yeah. Bay. They got this Aaron Rodgers guy. Then you got New Orleans, who... Michael Thomas has uh, gotten a fight or got mad or being benched. I don't know. Then you punched the guy. Yeah. Then, then you got the then you got McVeigh again because you 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 hurt. You need a buy, but you don't get a buy till the week before Thanksgiving. Uh, that's a long way away. Then you got Josh Allen. I don't know if you heard of him. Um, it's there aren't there are only a couple offenses. You look at the schedule that go. I I don't think they can slice and dice us. Maybe like Washington. But everybody else you're going to play the rest of the season now is offensively has the potential to be terrifying. And I'm not even putting New England in that category. I'd say, now, Arizona, we, we know they're offensively difficult for you. Everybody, They I look mean, a little better today. They, I mean, Hopkins is making plays. They look better. Now they're playing the Jets, but still. Everybody with the exception of like two teams, and one of those teams is coached by Belichick, so that's going to be a nightmare, potentially. Yeah. And Arizona's already beat you. I mean, it's just... I saw someone tweet, is there a chance Jimmy Garoppolo is back on the Patriots next year? It's not inconceivable. I mean, he does like to just go back and get guys that know they're like he becomes the new Hoyer there. If Jimmy is available, wouldn't you be shocked if Belichick doesn't and Josh bring him back? Yeah, I guess. Could you trade him back to him for like a sixth? (laughs) Not with that contract. Okay. So I, you know, the, the point is, just, yeah, it's just that. Yeah, they're, they're two and three. I think there are. I, I don't know how you feel about this. I to me, there are five playoff spots in the NFC. Uh, that are locked up right now. Right, Who, the NFC East. Obviously, someone has to win that division. Tampa, I would say at three and two, I feel pretty good about them, even though I think they're flawed. Seattle and LA, that's four. Green Bay, that's five. I would not put Chicago to me as lock playoff team at four and one, even though I really like them. And I wouldn't argue if you thought they were. And just you could say four and one, it's just hard with seven playoff spots and three wild cards for them. It's going to be hard for them not to be one of the wild card teams um, because they're better than the second team in the East and they're better than Carolina. Carolina, who didn't look bad, by the way. No, so, Carolina's three and two guy. They're actually playing good football. At best, Carolina plays Chicago this week, though. Okay. So that kind of, to me, at we'll best, be there's two wild card spots available. And so the math is still doesn't the Niners are two and three, even though we thought this was must win. That's more about the schedule they have coming up. They're just gonna have to if they it, make it the feels playoffs, like a prayer to get to nine and seven, the route you gotta take at two and three. Given the schedule. Disaster yeah. does, there's no way around it. Disastrous start for the 49ers, right? One other point, John, I didn't say this earlier when we were talking about Jimmy. Uh, to me, it's similar to Tyrod Taylor, right? The reason that Tyrod got replaced by Justin Herbert wasn't just that Justin Herbert played well. And we've been talking about this. Partly it had to do with the way Tyrod looked in the game he started against Cincinnati, right? He didn't look good. Like part of the reason we're talking about Jimmy now, the way we're talking about him, it's not just that he came back from injury and looked awful against the Dolphins. It's that we were talking about he needed to look better before he got hurt. 
And we talked about this last week. Jimmy's coming back. He can't just be back. Like he has to continue. He's got to be better than he was when he was healthy for this team. If they're going to make a run. I think it would have been a lot weirder. And I would have this situation flagged as like, who knows what's going to happen moving forward. If he had played in four and a half games, like he had been the full-time starter for four games and a half. That would have been like, whoa, but he'd been missing. He might've come back three weeks ago or two weeks ago. Then he could, you know, it's just, it's all been kind of weird. Yeah. It wasn't to me like a pure quote unquote benching, which right. we've seen over the years. Yep. Right. Yep. It was more just like, that's where I use the pitcher analogy. Just get this guy out. He doesn't have it today. He's been banged up. It, to me, if it had been like week seven and he started seven games, you'd be like, to me, you got to get the real estate agent. He still has time to battle back, get healthy, whatever. It's not like set in stone he's gone, right? It's not one of those, like, the moment Foles came in, like, see you, Mitch. Yeah. But it is, like, something to keep an eye on, right? right? Yep. It's not nothing. It's weird. I, I like mean, it, 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 it's, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM in the number one. That's where we will be battling back this week. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM. And the number one, we've been doing a lock of the week. We were hot. Now we're cold. You can get hot. And mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Remember, if you accept the bonus, you do have to bet the bonus before you can withdraw the money. You can also decline it. Either way, we appreciate you using the promo code HAM in the number one because that's how we get credit. I don't think we've won in weeks. I mean, we lost Two our weeks, parlay yeah. last week. Our, our game against Alabama, I mean, it wasn't even close. I, I probably, after about the second drive, I knew we were in major trouble. Uh, today, I we if almost missed talked it, ourselves into We had Alabama minus 23 against Ole Miss. Yeah, and uh, Alabama can't you know stop a nosebleed, let alone Lane Kiffin. So don't follow us. And then today I just sprinkled a little bit just because I wanted a little juice, and all I had to do was I, I hit all three morning games, just needed the Niners because my bookie, you can get sweet parlays, you can get teasers, you can do whatever you want on basically any sport known to man, including elections, mybookie.ag, promo code M1, and the Niners uh, screwed me. But I just put $25 little parlay. Luckily, we were going to put a couple hundred bucks and kind of chase, and we didn't do it. I also was thinking Indy because I was texting with a coach in the league, and they're like, God, Indy's defense is really good. Uh, we, and you would kind of like Indy I, with the I Browns, did, and yep. I was kind of like, thank God we didn't do that either. Uh, again, our philosophy, I think moving forward, whatever we like, let's just pit, do the opposite. Maybe we should try that this week. Whatever okay. we like, let's just do the opposite. I mean, what, what do we got to lose? More money? So, so we're taking the Niners and the points against the Rams? <laughs> How, what are they getting? I don't know. I haven't looked yet. I don't even know if it's up. If they're getting like four or five, yeah, I mean, it might be talked into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, th- the weather and uh, the Ole Miss, Hurricane Betsy, whatever was coming in, I thought really hurt us because Alabama's defensive players were in good position. They were in the right places. They just couldn't make play. They weren't yeah, always I mean, in the right place. No, 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 they, they weren't were always in the right place. They, they, did, they, <laughs> they made mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But I thought there were some opportunities to make plays that they missed. I'm just there are some upset opportunities like – I, Missouri was a big underdog against LSU, one outright. MyBookie.ag, promo code ham one. You know who's actually pretty good? Is I think Notre Dame is a pretty good team. I think. I mean, they play Clemson a little bit later. The ACC, who knows? But, you know, if Notre Dame can somehow win that they Clemson, host Clemson game, yeah. would, would they be like the number one seed in the playoffs? I mean, they would. It depends. Could be, I mean, right? if, if Ohio State's 1-0, they, they'll they be the one seed. So Clatt <laughs> has him two in his, in his rankings. <laughs> Good, good point. I, for, I forgot about. There's a couple. We had a couple conferences that start football. When, when's the Pac-12's first game? Uh, November seventh, nine a.m. Pacific time. ASU USC. Okay. Mybookie.ag promo code ham and the number one. Yep. 
Oh, I, I had a I had a buddy, we we a mutual friend. I, you probably bet on futures and stuff too. It kind of likes ASU to potentially win the entire Pac-12. You think that's crazy? Uh, I don't think it's crazy. I, I you know, it's I, I'm to, to me. There's nobody to love right now. I I hate everybody. Um, I don't mean I actually Oregon had a bunch of Oregon. Had a Oregon bunch lost of a bunch right? of dudes. There are people that really like Washington just because they've recruited really well, but they've got a new OC, new quarterback. The thing with ASU Who is their quarterback. Uh, they haven't named one yet. Probably a guy named Jacob Sermon who's been there. It could be Chase Garbers from Cal's younger brother, Ethan Garbers from SoCal. He's a freshman though, so it's probably not going to be him. True freshman. Um, Damn the Gar! I didn't realize that Garbers family was like blue chippers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so SoCal, SoCal beach guys. Um, but is that where th- Chase is from? Southern California? Yeah. Uh, L.A. area. I like but, that guy. Um, I do too. Big big Chase Garbers fan. You know, the thing with ASU is they're changing their defense. They're changing their coordinator, although their new defensive coordinator is Marvin Lewis. <laughs> so, they're changing their – they have a new OC. They lost Eno Benjamin. They lost Brandon Ayuk. Well, you la- – I mean, guy, I look at that as a pot. Marvin Lewis, your defense uh, No, I'm laughing at like – it, it's like it's got to be the most That's qualified defensive coordinator in college football. Just, I don't know, qualified, <laughs> but just the most, the resume. Yeah. There's not a resume for college coordinator that looks like his. Definitely like in the Pac 12, right? I mean, who are the in other any, defensive In any, I mean, what, when does that guy end up yeah, as probably, like. Probably Venables. Probably Venables would be the only guy. Saban. No. Venables, Venables. How many NFL playoff games has Venable coached? True, but he, Marvin lost them all. And I'm not, that's why I said I don't. I'm not saying he's the best. I'm just saying this guy's resume never ends up as True, college yeah. DC. It's a legitimate defensive coordinator. So, uh, yeah, if I you beat us, AZ promo code AM one. Yeah. Is that game nine AM? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the first. It's the Fox noon kickoff, but it's a nine AM Pacific game at at USC. Um, have you? I've got the Drizzly app now. By the way, are you oh, on the Drizzly you, you app? Check- I'm on the Drizzly app. I downloaded that bad boy too. Tell people what Drizzly is. D R I Z L Y Drizzly, and it's it's alcohol delivery. You just get get the Drizzly app. You find whatever you need. You're hanging out. No one wants to get in the car. You don't want to get an Uber. You don't want to go to Bevmo or whatever. Why ruin? You can't food? know you're drunk. Yeah, you just you get food delivered. You get literally everything else delivered. But how about like immediate alcohol deliveries? Restock the bar in the middle of the party. So you need whatever you need. I mean, you're, you need your hard seltzers, John. You need your Trulies or your White Claws or your your Bud Light seltzers. Or you know, we're, we're non discriminating here. Tito's, Corona, of, Corona seltzers. I mean, whatever. who isn't making seltzer at this point? Bottle of Casamigos. You name it. Just download the Drizzly app. D R I Z L Y. Just one Z, like Grizzly, but it's Drizzly with one Z. D R I Z L Y. Shop away. <laughs> they deliver right to your house, guy. Promo code Ham. Promo code ham, promo code ham. California, obviously, I know we people can listen wherever. Kentucky, Tennessee, Arizona, Colorado, yeah. D.C., Florida, Iowa, Illinois, uh, Louisiana, Maryland, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, West Virginia. We got a lot of, uh, or excuse me, Wyoming. But California, that's our base. There's some Grizzly. places where it isn't, yeah. and you can't hit it there. You can't hit it where they ain't. But where they is, you can use the promo code ham, and you get 10 bucks off. Uh, with a minimum order of 30 bucks. It's like, I mean, it's a 30, 45. I just checked. It's like a 45 minute delivery for me, right? If I need something right now. So Drizzly, use the promo code HAM when you check out. It'll give you the opportunity to use HAM at checkouts. Just use it there. You get 10 bucks off. Boom. So, you know, it's a 12 pack right there for you. Do so, it. Uh, yeah, we appreciate that. All right. So two people that thought the Raiders were a playoff team. Neither one of us. 
picked them to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and they did it in Derek Carr looks great, dramatic fashion. Safe to say, John, I don't think there's really much argument for this. The definitive win of the John Gruden era for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders? I think by a country mile. Not even given their history against that team, given the opponent. I, you know, not, it's not even just they're the Super Bowl champs, right? Because to me, what they do in the playoffs is irrelevant to the Raiders. It's just a team that's been kicking their ass and just is the team in their division. Especially but when like you go their there. success. Their success in the playoffs is just when you close your eyes and you picture Derek in Kansas City, guy, you just now, beautiful day, right? It was, and that's a big win for them. He has not played there well in the cold, well there in the cold, but he but they was. They haven't played uh, there in October or September. They play there in November all the time or December. Yeah, I mean, he was, I'd say it's one of his best divisional games against when either Denver, the Chargers, or the Chiefs are good, like when they're when they've been good over his tenure that I remember yeah. of just 22 or 31, but just he was consistently hitting guys in stride. I'm not even talking about the deep bombs, which they is something that I still don't feel great about him throwing, but he hit them today. It was more just like he was just under control. I, th- I, I He just played a really good game. Like he was, you could say he was better than Mahomes. I still think Mahomes was fantastic. Like, you know, I mean, the reason they lost, the Chiefs lost, right, is their defense. Yeah, but Mahomes did throw a critical interception late when they needed to get down the field and make a play, right? Um, When they were trying to mount their comeback. Yeah, I I thought, to to me, the thing about, you're right. I mean, you can't hit two or three deep balls and go, oh, this is who they are now. But the fact that Ruggs came back and that, and and he was the one that caught the first deep ball. Obviously, Nelson Aguilar got wide open too. Um, but I can catch now, huh? He, uh, he can yeah. catch now. Don't throw a baby. <laughs> um, but I do think, like, I think one thing is clear: when Henry Ruggs is gone, it changes their offense. When he's back, it changes their offense. If Henry Ruggs is on the field, I feel better about the Raiders' ability to hit big plays. And it doesn't even mean that Henry Ruggs will be the one hitting every big play, but. You, I, you said it to start this conversation, and I think you nailed it. It's not. Yes, it matters that the Chiefs are the defending champs. Yes, it matters that it's the best quarterback in the league, whatever we could argue, and it's Andy, and and that they've. But what really matters is they've dominated you. They are the kings of the division, which is where everything starts in the NFL. The division, they're the kings of the division. Your coach and their coach have been kind of over the course of their career, obviously very close. And their guy is just when he's had more weapons, he's been dominant. When it's felt like he hasn't had a full complement, he's been dominant. It hasn't mattered. They have just consistently embarrassed you for the most part. And you went there and won. That that like if you told me the Chiefs had not won the Super Bowl, Mahomes hadn't won an MVP, but just that dominance against you. We just know you got to go through that. We'd actually given up on going through them. Like, forget about going through them. Just wild card. I, I I think what was most shocking is they had the stretch in the second half where they were covering. It was like they and they kept showing these highlights of Mahomes. You don't mean the spread. You mean the receivers. Yeah, I mean nobody was really open, and even when Sammy goes out with a hamstring, Tyree Kill is. I'd, I'd consider him an elite player. You consider him an elite player? I would. Like, uh, Kelsey's an elite player. And those guys were kicking your ass in the first half. And whatever he figured out for the first time in his you know time as the Raiders defensive coordinator, I thought it was Paul Gunther's finest moment. Like Because the, the one thing you would say is Derek and Gruden have had moments, right? 
with Waller over the last year. Josh Jacobs had a lot of mo- their offense has had a lot of moments, right? Derek's had moments where he's had three or four touchdowns in the game, not against the Chiefs, but sunny games. Like I, I've seen him play well. You know, it's not. It was weird to see it happen against the Chiefs, but he's played well before. To me, the defense in the second half, Mahomes, no one's open. That was I've never seen that before. And, and <laughs> pressuring, right? Yeah, but just throwing him off. He's scrambling. He's got nowhere to throw. I, I did think the one pass that he made across his body, moving left, was to Hardeman or Kelsey. I, I mean, I, I honestly think it's like the top five throw he's ever had, and that's saying something. Well, it's one of those where he throws and he to the left. You don't even realize who he's throwing it to until the person catches the ball, right? You think he's throwing it to the guy coming by, across the field? Because it went the other by way? a chief. <laughs> it, it flew by a chief and then it hit another chief. And it's like he's so good that it, I think even like. Raider fans, if you're 50 or whatever, and you, you grew up hating the Chiefs, he's just one of those players that you're like, at this point in time in his career, like he hasn't got polarizing like a LeBron or whatever. It'd be like a Steph. You're just like, God, this guy's fucking remarkable. You know, I'm just honored to beat him and kind of worked him in the second half. Yeah. And I think if the Raiders, listen, I, I think we, we've we all said their offense is really talented. If their defense, I tweeted this out, if their defense can just play like that, just serviceable, because the Chiefs are – Arguably the best offense in the league. If you're going to play shittier teams, in theory, I mean, the Bucks and Browns next two weeks. Like that's these next two weeks are pretty. It's hard, right? I guess they're on a bye this week, but those that two week stretch is pretty hard. If you can go one and two within those two games, all of a sudden you're four and three with a win over the Chiefs and a win over. You'd probably rather beat the Browns, right? Because you'd be competing for a wild card spot. Yeah. The the, the Buccaneers game, honestly. In a weird way, it's a night game, rush. it's a good game. Waiting for the Browns game is way throw. It's the playoffs, intercepted. right? Intercepted. Just having a tiebreaker over them mm-hmm. if you both end up at 10-6 and six or 9-7. and seven. Now, the Browns are 4-1, but, but they, they still got to play but the I would say, Ravens and stuff. But, but to me, what the Kansas – I agree with all that. But what the win over the Chiefs does is now I don't look at the Raiders and go, well, okay, if you had to pick Tampa or Cleveland, I go, okay, can you win them both? Like that's what beating Kansas City does. Is can you win them both? Can you come off a bye and beat Tampa? Well, because you get the Bucks off a bye, yeah. Like there's nobody on this schedule that remains that I look at and go can't beat them. Once you beat Kansas City, now you've proven you can beat anybody. I think. Um, and by the way, that Tampa feels game like, is on feels Sunday like the Ravens football. would be a weird matchup for the Chiefs. Or, I just the mean, Ra- yeah, they're not on their. <laughs> no, I, they're not on their I, I know you're on the Raiders' schedule, but uh, <laughs> good point. It, I'm not no, saying no you front runs. I listen. To, I, I just got to get a little jab at no one front runs like the Ravens. I mean, they just destroy bad teams. Then yeah. you see them against a good team. It's like, oh, tie game. Lamar's a little off, but you get them a bad team. And that's where I give the Raiders credit. Like today, kind of down. They could have folded. They actually showed a little moxie in the first half, basically tying that wasn't at 24, 24 and a half. Yep. But it was like there was a point in time in the first half. You're like, this is like a touchdown away from being 28 to seven. And then but they kept swinging. And then by the second half, they I, I they played their best football half of the Gruden era. The well, second they, half, yeah. Well, they took that. You're right. Twenty four, twenty four at the half. They had they run an eight minute drive that closes out the third quarter and starts the fourth quarter with a touchdown. They missed the extra point, so it's a six point game. And you think, oh, that's going to come back to kill them? Didn't um, because they came down the game field of, and scored game again. of the day to watch. I think. I've yeah, I mean, we didn't. I wasn't. I didn't really get to lock in on. On Steelers Eagles, that would have been up there too. But no, this was number one. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Derek was 11 to 13 for 246 and three touchdowns at the half. And you're like, well, he can't. You can't keep that up against them. And the answer is, yeah, you can't. But that's okay. They they found a way to win a tie game without 
having because I think one thing clearly Derek was good. It wasn't a game that you look at and go, well, that's above his head. Like he's not capable of doing that. He is like what he did today is I think it's some of his best football without question. But he's what he didn't do anything that I thought, oh, that's not that's beyond his capabilities. That's not really that's luck. I didn't think that today. Like I just thought he made the plays that he normally makes plus some plus plays. He threw the pick, came back from it. I I mean, that to me, what made it impressive is they beat, they were clearly really good, right? It, they didn't play flawless football, though. They won without, they didn't, I would have thought like, okay, well, the, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs are good. They're going to, I mean, Mahomes going to make plays, right? Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it'd be one thing if you told me they won and they just played flawless football. It's just it one of those days. They were really good. But, and this is like, oh, I'm complimenting them. It was not perfect football. It was really good, but it wasn't perfect, which is fine. That's mostly how you win. That means you know the most remarkable part. Most remarkable part of the if you would have told me and you the Raiders are going to win on Friday, let's just say, how do you think it's going to look? I'd be like, I bet Josh Jacobs runs for like one seventy. They control the clock. They keep Mahomes off the field and win like twenty four to seventeen or twenty four to twenty. They really wanted a shootout when their run game. I mean, they ran for under hundred yards and just the eye test was like. It wasn't like they were controlling the clock. Like they were just, well, fucking throw bombs with. They you. were plus. Ele- I know we don't use this stat anymore, but they were plus eleven in time of possession. Okay, but didn't it feel like no, they were I, winning I, shootouts, scoring yeah. points? And I think the key is, and you had said this when he got hurt, and it's so key. It's obviously great when he's catching bombs because that means you get points. But either whether he catches it or not, he changes their offense because unlike. He really is close to a Deshaun than he is like a Ted Ginn or like a true, like he's just there to stretch the field. No, he's there to dominate, right? He's there. You hit him. He, cause the one, the first catch he had where he caught it on the guy's back and rolled over, you go, yeah, this guy's a blue chipper, right? This is the guy. Remember the thing that went viral last year with the, with Alabama, the Henry Ruggs dunk. You're like, Hey everyone, this guy's five eleven. Yeah. And it was like, he dunked like he was Russell Westbrook. And then you're just watching him so far early in the NFL. He's flying by guys. And it's not not Brian Allen. of Like this is, I think Breland is the guy he smoked on the first touchdown. That he just looked like, just ran. Sometimes on a slow motion replay in the NFL, I don't think it does justice to speed. Because it was like, he's just running. I think guy, he's, and I think it, Tyreek, because he's a little smaller and more compact, always looks like he's hauling ass. He does ass. look like it, yeah. I think when you're like a strider, it doesn't, it doesn't quite, you know, I, I don't know the the adjective I'm looking for, but accentuate, just like really put it in the picture how fast you're running. Because I think the guy he's running by is probably running like 4.48. It just turns out he's running 4.27. I think you're right about the strides, right? And I think a lot of it is about where are you running fast. If you're running fast in space, it doesn't look as fast. Tyreek is usually running fast. In a, he does a in lot a, of work a, over the middle. But I just mean like you get him on an end around and you see nine other people around him and and he kind of he kind of fires off like a bullet out of a gun because he goes like lateral, then he goes vertical. Whereas Ruggs is a lot of vertical in open space and the strides are long. And you're right, it just doesn't quite. You don't realize maybe it's it's the grace. You don't quite realize. By the way, and this is probably why time of possession people don't like part of this. Is the Chiefs. Just sorry, just to go back to that. The Chiefs. A lot of their scoring drives were fast. So anyway, back to Ruggs. That's where, like, the game did not feel like a time of possession either way dictated no. the score. It felt like you were going to have to make big plays. I think whenever you take 
Now, Ruggs was coming from Alabama, so I wouldn't compare him to John Ross in the sense. But John Ross' team did go to the playoffs. I think the Ted Ginns, Deshaun's. But Deshaun wasn't a high pick, right? Now, he fell because of character. But I think historically, when the guy that you just go, he's the fastest guy in the draft, Hayward Bay, uh, who actually I met at the Combine, lives in Danville, really nice guy. Actually, I really enjoyed talking to him. Big golfer? It, uh, no. I, I, well, the combine and Corona hit, I, I got his number. I was going to reach out to him, like get dinner or whatever. He literally lives right. He married a girl from Danville. He says he fucking moved here. Remember he kind of resurrected his career in Pittsburgh as like Absolutely. a role player, special yeah. teams guy. Um, really cool guy actually. But I think oftentimes when you think just speed guy, and that's really how rugs was known speed. They often miss. And I think it's pretty fair to say if this guy stays healthy, he is in none of those guys' category. Like he, John Ross, the, even Ted Ginn, who's had a long, productive career, and De- Darius became like a role special team guy. This guy could be a star wide receiver, right? Like this guy could go to Pro Bowls. I I feel this pretty guy, good like, about that. Just, I feel really. He good looks about like that. honestly, I, he's like he looks like a chief. If you, if I told you, do you think Veach and Andy liked uh, Rugs? I'd be like, yeah, he's probably number one guy on their board. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Who do you think their Who do you think their favorite wide receiver was? Him. It had to be probably him or CD. I, I, um, you know, part of it, the, the, he, he doesn't just make plays where he's got to be running five yards past a guy. The catch he made was a really difficult catch. The first big deep ball he caught. Not the first, he made a couple in that first, his first game, I think he made a catch down the sideline. Difficult catches, like contested catches. So he can obviously, maybe that's where the jumping ability comes Who's the play. wide receiver coach at Alabama? I'd look into hiring him if I was the team. Well, if you Wouldn't notice, you? Are, all the, are all the rookie wideouts, I mean, Chase Claypool looks like a beast. He was like the last of all those guys to go. Ayuk has flashed. Um, uh, what's Jefferson's his, already had a big game. Jefferson, he's been really good for Minnesota. Um, I have, I'll admit we haven't gotten to see the Broncos in like a month, so I don't know what the latest with Jerry Judy is. Maybe they'll play next. Well, he gets week. open, he dro- he drops some balls, but I just mean like they're not playing. Stuff. They haven't played. Yeah. Um, Rager's hurt. Rager's hurt, but CD 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 makes plays. All these guys. Every time a Cowboy game's on, my Twitter's like, God, CD Lamb is a baller. You he know? took a huge hit late in the game. I saw. Did I mean I don't know if is Michael Pittman hurt? Did he play today? Yeah, no, he, he had like. Uh, surgery on his calf. I saw I saw a shot of like from the cowboy sideline, kind of at, at like ground level, and he was on a knee, and just the backs at eighty eight. He does look. Remember how cool Des looked in eighty? Like he looks sweet in the. I was like, damn, that guy. He does look good. Michael Irvin was eighty. It just it CD popped. looks a little bigger yeah. in the NFL than he did in college. To me, honestly, I agree. I thought CD was skinny in college. CD's good. CD's anyway, good. I, Ruggs, yeah, like, I feel great about Rugs is going to be as dominant. If you get him the ball, because he's gonna get open, because there's just there's not gonna be guys that can run with him, right? There's just not. Well, and and if you can trust him on 50-50 plays, it makes him even better, which clearly you can, because he can jump. One like, dominant, that's the thing. Yeah, one dominant part about their offense is they kind of got a sweet guy at every level, right? You got Waller can just annihilate linebackers; they're not gonna be able to cover him. Rugs can just haul ass on the deep part of the field, and Renfro. I mean, has made a living for now four or five years at the highest level of college football and now in the NFL of working the middle of the field because it's just – it naturally is going to become open when people either break on Waller or chase rugs. Like that's – Renfro is going to have a really good career because he's going to just – spots are going to be open. And my, my old – the scout in me, we used to have been like dominate sitting in zones. 
and he's just great. At, you just see an opening, it's like a natural reaction for him to stop and become a target, and he's got good hands, or just kind of float to the ball. His instincts are – I remember a guy in the Raiders told me, I'm like, what makes him so good? They're like, his lateral quickness is outstanding in his mind. The guy's like brilliant moving, mm. right? Because he he's had to be because Ruggs is like, well, I'm just going to run by everybody. Yeah. Waller now is like, I'm the best athlete on the field. Hunter's like – I got to outthink all these guys. And he's earned Derek's trust because he makes he makes really difficult catches consistently. The other thing was they did a good job. They neutral. I mean, this Kansas City didn't create a ton of pressure on Derek. No. Trent Brown was back for the first time, and he played three snaps before this. Yeah, that was <laughs> a big deal. But even you could. There was the, a point in time in the game where they mentioned, like, he's probably winded. Evan Washburn's like, hot. yeah, they're sidelines in the sun. It's hot. But he made it. But he did. He did. I thought, I mean, yeah, he, was, he paid a lot of money, so he, he's got to play well. I mean, it's, look, I think so much of the Raiders has been about potential. Will they, will they, will they, will they against the Chiefs? It's not the first time they've done it, but it's like, okay, if that's who you guys are, then, yeah, you can win playoff games. If that's who you are, you can win playoff games. And I just wonder, maybe now the confidence of having done it against that team and their division. Well, here's what I think is pretty fair. I'll end my, th- my Raider thoughts on this. Every time Derek kind of has the cliche, stupid answer after a loss of, I'm tired of losing. I, you know, I, I think the majority of just common sense Raider fans and people around the NFL kind of roll their eyes and just be like, Derek, just say nothing. It's better than saying that. I think all anyone's looking for him is just, just make plays, man. Just make plays. Just, just, just make plays. <laughs> I think part of it is like, bro, you can't keep saying that when I'm watching you not making any plays. Like today, you were just a playmaker. And it's like, because I think the knock on him, and we've always supported, and Gruden can talk about all, yo, where's PFF now on the checkdowns? Well, John, he checks the ball down a lot. Like that's they're not they're not making that up. Rasillo always has great points about like just because James Harden has won fifty point playoff game doesn't mean that his entire life's career before that he's been a terrible playoff player. Like it doesn't change his history. Like the facts are the facts. But we've always supported like. Unlike Alex, who never had a strong arm, so it was like, why can't he mess with Ginn or Randy Moss? Because he can't throw that far. Ask Andy Reid. Remember that he had that one season when they were like 12 wins? The wide receivers didn't have a touchdown. It's like, that's kind of crazy. But still, it was like kind of No, it's really crazy. That is nuts. It's one of the craziest but stats I, ever. <laughs> that's wild because they were good. But I, I think the thing with Derek is like his arm, if he just stood there and threw, he can and just all the NFL quarterbacks lined up. He would not be in like the bottom 15. Like his arm is good enough. I think the pushback on the Raider fans, and I think you just, if you're not like a scout or whatever, you just start believing like, is his arm good enough? What the fuck's the deal? No, his arm is good enough. He just has to pull the trigger. And today he's pulling the trigger. And to me, in a with rugs, even if you miss, run it again, right? Just keep running it. And I, do you know what's kind of weird in the NFL? I think teams like, I remember we were talking about this a couple years ago. It really is alarming. Like, there are not as many big plays in the NFL, I think, as you think, like on a yearly basis, or even with an individual player. Like, Deshaun Jackson's best year. He might have had three plays that season of his 100-catch year over 50 yards. Like, you'd think, oh, he's probably got 20 plays of over 40-plus yards. No, it doesn't really happen like that. Because when you watch the game, the team doesn't actually take as many shots as you think. Like, the Chiefs who push the ball down at high levels, most of their work, wouldn't you say, is between like 10 and 20 yards. It's not like they, they did throw some today because they were down, but they're not throwing unlimited go routes. Well, they they're hit one to start. They, they had the penalty early in the game, right? 
on one. Yeah, but I, they, you just don't run. Honestly, if you told me you'd run one go post with rugs a quarter, I, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably you could probably do more. Well, but the coaches never do. You, you're right. Now this isn't the same thing. Maybe there's a protection a play, element there. I just, yeah, I. Uh, Miles Sanders had a 77 yard touchdown run for the Eagles. And I don't even remember what exactly it was on red zone, but it was like, that's the longest run. That's the longest touchdown for the Eagles in X amount of years. I'm like, God, really? I mean, like it'd been a long time. I'm like, really? You would think every team has two or three 77 yard touchdowns a year. And that's but, not at the 10, right? That's at the 32 or the 27 or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, Raiders look good. I like watching rugs. Uh, really devastating scene. I, you know, the day Alex Smith comes back, we watch Dak go down with a nasty injury, compound ankle. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday night. He's getting surgery Sunday night. A, the the scene going off. I mean, they they have stayed, they have fans in Dallas, which made that even more emotional, right? And it was really probably the perfect storm for an emotional scene because you had, you know, Romo's there. There's fans. It's a home game. Uh, Jason Garrett's there. It was. I get chills just thinking about it again. It was really it was de- devastating injury to see it like that. Yeah, I think anytime you look and see a guy with his ankle, at first I kind of hoped it was a shoe, but then the way he pointed, because I, I, I wasn't watching it live. I kind of came to probably 20 seconds in with him lying there. Yeah. And once you look at the shoe and then you realize that when you see a, a player, you know, his teammate w- with their hands on their head, you knew it was bad right away. You know, I – he had been one of the most polarizing players in the league, right? Should they pay him? Should they not? They ended up franchise tagging him. And now, listen, there's going to be a lot going back and forth. All the former players saying this is why you know people fight for their extensions. Everyone understands that. The Cowboys had offered him money, right? Tangible cash. Remember, it was like 100 He wanted 120 It's part of negotiation. But they had offered money. And he took the $30 million. I, I just think the way this all played out, and who knows, like I – Broken ankle. I, I'm going to assume the best. Like he'll be ready for next year, but I think it's fair to say, who even knows if the offseason is going to happen with the coronavirus, right? I, you'd imagine it's still going to be virtual OTAs. That he will be a starting quarterback next year. I mean, does that sound too bullish right now? I mean, he's, well, last I, time we compound fractures. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think for the purposes of this conversation, if we're going to talk about what comes next for Dak, if he can't play football next year, then all bets are off. So I think we have to operate like. Yeah, he can find his way back on it. I don't. I don't know. You don't know. I'm mean, I, You know. Maybe. I think it's Stephane fair to say Bell he won't get the, us- Yeah, they they won't they won't franchise him tag again, right? So that was going to be another thirty plus million dollars. That's probably off the table, more than likely. You'd think, right? You expect him to get franchise tagged? I expect him to just hit free agency, which yeah, sucks. I mean, but- it's it's to me part of this depends on what does this year look like for the for the Cowboys. Does Andy Dalton take him to the playoffs and they go, you know, we can find someone other than Dak. Um, is there any chance? One thing I wonder is there any chance he signs a contract that they feel good about? Because they're, you know, the one thing we've seen with Dallas repeatedly is is they've done things because Team of doctors. what their doctors have told them, right? Um, the Jalen Smith, Smith did the surgery. I guess Lyle Collins wasn't a doctor situation; that was an investigation situation. But well, yeah, accused of murder that he had nothing to do right, with. They had nothing to do with. But <laughs> another, what I'm saying is like they yeah. they have, um. They've found value they trust, like their research based on yeah. their yeah exactly. So it wouldn't I would not be shocked if before he plays another game he signs a, an extension with the Dallas Cowboys. That wouldn't would that surprise you? 
Uh, as of right now, I mean, it just said, I don't yeah, know, okay. man. We have to find out more about the injury. I, I, I think it's fair to say that his, I mean, this is not breaking news, his Dallas career playing for the Cowboys. I, I think he's going to play more NFL football because even if he had to miss a year, someone like he would be a great, people would sign him under a multi-year deal, whatever, to get his rights. Cause he is a top 15 NFL quarterback, whether he was a $120 million guy, we could debate all day. Uh, and I think the argument, if, if Goff is worth it, he's worth it. I think that's fair. If like, you're going to give Goff money, like if you, we gave him that situation, he's equally as good, if not better. Right. But the Cowboys might say, we don't, same. we won't, we don't want that situation. Right. And my pushback, I always defended the Cowboys. Like I, I would not have, I don't want to pay that guy that much money. One narrative that's going to grow is like, he got, you know, this is why you got to get money. He just got 30 plus million dollars. He's made a lot of money off the field for the Cowboys. Like financially, he's a one percent of the rest of his life and his football career, unless this is really bad. And maybe we'll find out more information by the time you listen to this doctors it probably takes a couple days till they really see, because remember when the Alex thing happened, it was a little bit different. I guess it was his leg. This is his ankle. It was his leg. Right? Remember his leg. It was his leg and he got an, a, an infection that changed the game. Right. Really bad. So I would kind of expect Dak Prescott to not be on the Cowboys anymore. My, that would be my initial reaction when he was carted off. My my thought was that's probably the last time you see him I, in I Dallas. Wonder. And I also thought there being fans there, I, I was kind of glad because they were kind of giving him a standing O. He kind of got to wave. Like it would have kind of sucked to just have your ankle shattered all alone and be a version of like a practice. I'm not saying – that situation sucks no matter what getting carted off. I mean, he's in tears. It was just a devastating scene. But at least the fans, everyone's up. People are holding up fours. Like it was, I just thought it was one of the more powerful things I've ever seen on an NFL football field. Yeah. And the, the, all the connections that I was telling you before the when we were about to do the podcast, you had Jason Garrett, who's the offensive coordinator for the Giants, who coached Dak his entire career up until this year, who came over to see Mike McCarthy when he's laying there. With Tony Romo, the guy that the Dak replaced, calling the game like it—that's kind of crazy connections, guy. <laughs> I mean, those two guys in yeah. the building. Yeah, no, it it was. I I um, obviously your body suffered a physical trauma. Then there's the emotional trauma of holding your leg while your ankle is sideways. Then there's just the the pain that he's going through. So it's hard to know what he's thinking as he's getting carted off. Does that thought cross his mind? Is this the last time I'm gonna play as a cow? I did uh, to your. I did think that as he's getting carted off, like, is this the last time he's in a cowboy uniform? Um, I just wonder if the best deal that he would ultimately get is in Dallas because they know him and because their doctors can be hands on from the beginning of this thing. That's why but if they I, were low balling him when he was healthy. I mean, what? Well, yeah. They, and he might have to take it, but I just, I just wonder if coming off an injury like this, is there part of the player that goes, I don't want to go restart somewhere else either like there's so much unknown this is where i want to be do prior i don't know but yeah i it's if you're going to be a free agent you probably can't get the best deal from dallas on one hand on the other hand you'd say well they might they'll have the best information which could work against you but if you're going to be back 100 percent, it could help you right if if the doctors say this is a full recovery then maybe dallas feels more comfortable about whatever number they would pay him than any other team would for what it's worth, I mean, Dalton was 9 of 11 for 111 yards. Remember, it was a pretty big story the Almost moment they a signed Dalton. Interception. Yeah, I, full disclosure, I, I only watched like one pass. Amari and a sack stood there with his destroyed. hands on his hips in disbelief that Dalton almost threw a pick six. 
that do you remember the day Dalton was signed? Like that was a pretty big story because they were still trying to figure out like Dak's contract. People yeah. were like, oh my God, are they just going to go with the red rifle and make him a free agent? This is also though why you always do that type stuff. Like turns out that Dak was going to be their starting quarterback no matter what, but they have at least an insurance. When they put Dalton's stats up, he had over 200 career touchdowns and like a hundred picks. Like he actually had been really productive, right? He's not, He's won games in a division that's tough. Listen, he's a flawed player. Is he immediately, like, was he the best backup in the league? I know Foles has won a Super Bowl, but Andy had been a starting quarterback for, like, on a lot of good teams. I mean, Foles has now he won two games, just one on Thursday night. So I'd probably lean. You'd probably go full, but I, but yeah, you could be no, you in could Foles' argue. category. Yeah. You could argue. he Andy, Andy Dalton could make a good case that it's him. Yeah. You know, there's no probably, question, It's probably but, right. It's, when it comes to resume, it's Foles. But this is... I, I I do think best case scenario, Dak just like let's just say this: it's going to be a six month recovery, six to nine month. He's going to make a full recovery. Like that's the word by the end of this week. I remember Drew Brees once upon a time hit free agency with injury. A lot of players doesn't happen as much with quarterbacks. I think that's the one that comes to my mind. Cam this year a little bit, but it was not, not he couldn't work out or anything either. Right? Yeah, I I I do think there would be some teams interested, guy. I mean, he threw 30 you know I mean? touchdowns last year. He threw the most touchdowns of his career last year. Would you rather have Dak Prescott or Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, we should ask this question once a week for the last two years and see how the make it grab, plot our plot be like a stock market. Up yeah, because you know, uh, this time you would say Dak. There, you'd like Dak though with Kyle. I mean, yeah. There's a point. Good. My point is, there's a point in time when I'd be like, <laughs> Jimmy, come on, don't even ask me that. And now that's not my response. But. Just something to keep an eye on. Look, the point with Dak is there's a lot. Like he's been a four year starter in the NFL. That's you, when you've started the NFL for four years, you've established a lot, but you also still have a lot that you could become. Right? Four years is not your story written in stone. Whatever was going to come next for Dak was still very much up in the air. We like to decide what a guy is, and then he has to stay in that box, right? But Dak still there was plenty of time left for him, and if he's healthy, there still is. To become the guy that says, yeah, I, I am worthy of, because the one thing you would say with, when we talk about Goff and we both like Goff, but one of his major issues is just a physical limitation, mobility, right? Yeah. That's not Dak's issue. In, in, in a league that you got to move. Now, I, I think the question would be, right? One of Dak's greatest strengths was his athleticism. Yeah. He just had a compound fracture. Like, is he ever going to be the same? Is he going to be a limited runner? Because just pulling up his career stats, you go, well, obviously, I'm trying to, I can't find his rushing stats, but his. I got him here. What I mean, he, 106 touchdowns, 40, 39 career interceptions. Now, in a vacuum, that looks really good, 66%. There have been times when I watched him, I went, uh, you know, is he a guy I'd want to pay yeah. $30 million? Yeah, but, but, you got to be careful. Like, in, in a vacuum, you just look at his numbers. You're like, he's a really good player. But there were games when I watched him against good teams. You went, eh. To answer I didn't see your it. And that was when he was fully healthy. 24, How many rushing touchdowns? 24 rushing touchdowns now in four four games, four seasons plus four games. So think about this guy. In four seasons, he has 106 passing touchdowns, another 24 rushing. I mean, he's accounted for 130 touchdowns in, you know, how many games has he played? He, he hasn't missed a start until now. So 48. My math good? I don't think that adds up. No, 32, 64, <laughs> 68. 68. 68? Yeah. 
16 times. We're bad at math. 64. Well, I'm counting this year. So, 68. Counting this year. Oh, 68. Gotcha. So 130 divided by 68. I mean, he's accounting for basically two touchdowns a game, either running or passing. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, but we already knew he was pretty good, right? The question was, could you pay him like he's great? Yeah. Compound fracture, no. Yeah. But I, I but big picture, I don't he's he's not like he's 37 years old. Like he's not gonna I'm derail saying. his life. He's, he's 27, he's okay. If he comes back, he'll be fine. Does he do does does is there would he do a one year free agency contract with somebody? Basketball style, baseball style, to earn a bigger deal? Kirk Cousins, basically the reverse I, franchise. I'm gonna franchise tag you as the team. I kind of what what Cam did. Yeah, what Cam did, but you know, at a better time. You'd say what Cam did, what Cam did before Corona hit him was working out pretty well. Would Cam go? Would Dak go to the uh, Patriots? Do the Patriots just become a one-stop shop for injured guys that are looking for a deal? The Saints. I mean, well, I wouldn't, you, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say this though, guy? The Patriots have made a career not at quarterback, but at other positions of doing that. Just renegade. Just. You come here, we win, we change your life, you get paid. Come right. here, change your life, you get paid. Come yep. here, change your life, you get paid. If I'm Dak, I, I'm keeping it. Look at what they're doing with Cam. I, I'm circling that. Absolutely. Right? You want to come for five? We're not going to get you for $500,000. Pay you $3 million with some incentives? Off a broken ankle? I got the Patriots circled, guy. I feel like if he's passing it was, it was physical, out. I, I just say if he's passing physicals, he's getting more than $3 million, though. Okay, whatever the low number is, though. Bill, Bill gets a healthy core because Cam, they didn't know if he was healthy. They'll take Dak for yeah. seven. I, I feel like if he's passing physicals, he's a free agent. He's going to be getting double digit. Well, yeah. I, I got to know more about I the know, injury. All, All right. right. That's for a later date. All right, John. Uh, shout out to, should we give, should we uh, pour it out for rap sheet? Mysteriously oh, suspended yeah. from NFL <laughs> network uh, at the end of the week. For people think a manscaped ad gone rogue. Did he go rogue on Insta? Did he do his own? Like he didn't clear it with the ad agency at NFL Network. That's kind of with the sales team. That's how I interpreted it. But no one really knows. You said you you said you saw the post. I saw you? him post about manscaped because my antennas are up for anybody out there trying to fight with our manscaped crowd. Promo code ham. Yeah. Um. And I saw his manscaped post. Uh, maybe I don't know a week or two ago. I'd lost track of it. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, that's kind of like we know what the Manscaped ad is, right? Feels kind of out of character for an NFL network talent to read. It's, it's kind of off color, right? But, but the, the 49ers are sponsored. I, I know. I'm just saying, like, to see Rap Sheet going, like, it's the besties for your testes. I was like, oh, that's kind of. Oh, he, oh, he, oh, he read it. Yeah, he did it that, like, the way we do a Manscaped ad, he did a Manscaped ad, right? Which is just. On Instagram, I got no, I I don't, I got no problem with it. We do them. You can be a professional and do a manscaped ad, but I just remember thinking, I don't, you don't see a lot of NFL Network ads or people that look. It's just, I just remember, but I didn't think much of. It. I was like, oh, okay, I guess they're doing manscaped, like you said. I whatever. What his, I wonder what his rate was. I'd love to know his rate. <laughs> do you think they pay him when he's suspended? Two. I think it's. It basically came out to a two week suspension. Probably. My guess is yes, but I don't know. I also think it's. Kind of crazy that they suspended him for that. Like that's that's a suspendable offense. Now, if they have legit bylaws about advertising, then I get it. But I, it does feel like he got suspended for saying like te- like the way you have to talk in that ad about shaving your balls, yeah, which is kind of crazy if that's true. Well, I mean, uh, the Niners because I saw Florio was like, 
the Niners just signed a deal with them. Like it's, it'd be one thing if like no one, the Niners. Did. Yeah. Like NFL my, so well, but you know what? My first assumption when I saw it was, I wonder if you just have to get any personal endorsement cleared with them. And he didn't do it. It might be as yeah. simple as that, right? Like it could have been a Mercedes Benz ad that he didn't run by him. Yeah. And after a while, you know, I, I would imagine people listening, you know, a guy like Rap Sheet or whoever with millions of followers, I mean, they might just offer you like 25000 for a post. Like, yeah. fuck, yeah. I mean, imagine if I just said, whoever's listening, I'll give you 1000 to spend two minutes doing this. You'd be like, you, you give me $1,000 to like send an email saying hi. That's like how easy it is for these guys. But I'll give you 25000 He might not even have been thinking. And then he's thinking like, I see Manscaped everywhere. Who even gives a shit? And then it kind of gets, because he's saying testicles or whatever. I got there is no way around it. It's pretty dumb, though. Like, you're going to spend them for that. Like, that's a suspendable That's why thing. I say I wonder if it has nothing to do with the advertiser and just as Maybe he's done it before or something. Like, he's pushed the envelope on this. And it's like, this is my pushback. Like, part of the deal, I, I, I tend to agree. It probably is, like, breaking protocol. Like, once they pay you, what sucks, but I'm sure Rap Sheet, if you had to guess, I, I bet he's making seven figures at NFL Network. Right, he's our number one reporter, yeah. NFL Network. Like, he's a pretty big deal. They probably have some rules that he goes like, "Why do you care? Like, it has nothing to do with it." But it's like that's the rules. Like, that's this is where you're giving your money. Right. You know, I mean, right. it sucks. I, I think anyone listening, there are rules in any business you work at that you just think are kind of stupid. Yeah. But I, my my dad always used to say this: like, the rules are just the rules. When right? you accept them, like, or you're going to go to school there, or you're going to play for this coach. Like they're just the rules, like or not. Like, but to me specifically, when you take a check, like, and especially a lot of money. Like, I get it. Like, what you're gonna give a guy making fifty grand a hard time for making an extra five—that's an asshole move. I, I could see NFL Network going, "We pay you fucking three million dollars." Like, uh, it's you not know, like the rules we'll your get, parents made where you just have you didn't sign up for them. They're just the rules, right? <laughs> exactly. I didn't even want you to be my parents. You're just a asshole. How could I? Where's my opt out? This was a mutual yeah, option. I changed my name. I'm gonna be John. I'm gonna be John Johnson. I what, what if I'll you be, found if out? My, if my kid ever says it to me, like I don't want my last name, I might slap him. <laughs> what What if you found out that that uh, he got suspended because he had an OnlyFans where he actually did a demonstration with the uh, Manscaped promo code rap sheet? You know, I would have a newfound respect for him. <laughs> Is OnlyFans only nudity, or could it be anything? You know, I don't know. I've just I only hear about it when it as it relates to uh, nudity, but I'm pretty sure that I stumbled upon. Yeah, it's mainly that I stumbled upon this barstool interview. This girl at Arizona State, you know, because of Corona, there aren't as many jobs open, and she just started an OnlyFans account. She was pretty good looking, and she kind of looked more like a porn star. But she, I mean, she claimed she was going to Arizona State. And I think she was making huge, like forty to fifty thousand dollars a month on OnlyFans. It's like you know, a little bit like a drug dealer. It's going to be hard for you ever to go like, you know, mom, dad, I, I'm just getting a job with Oracle, you know, because it's like you're going to start at like eighty grand when you're like, I've been making that in a month and a half. I, I get where the drug dealer. It's hard to pivot to normal. Life. Wait, I got to No, no, I, I get paid in cash, like no taxes. You're well, like, no, uh, <laughs> give you eighty thousand cash for the year, direct deposit, ca- taxes, remove money. So two thoughts. I get it. One, like two months ago, there was a, a thing because these two girls who were, I, they go to Baylor, but they were doing sponsored posts on Instagram saying how good Baylor was doing with their COVID protocols. Like, we feel so safe here. But they were- Are sp- they athletes? 
No, they were. Sp- they couldn't be. They were sponsored posts by Baylor, right? So think about this. They're getting paid who knows how much because they because they have a big social following. They like uh, they made a big video was their college decision as if they were a safety from five star safety from Florida. The difference is the yeah. five star safety from Florida can't get paid to do a, str- a no. live stream of his decision. They did. And they're getting paid by Baylor. Well, if you're getting Dan paid Mullen just pays him cash. by your institution to go to the school, who knows how much they're making doing other stuff? Why? Like, how seriously are you taking your degree? That's number one. Number two, did you see? I saw today for the first time the trailer for the latest Liam Neeson movie, which is the same as I, all the well, other I, Liam Neeson. I, I kind of. I looked up and it was some crazy shit going on. What yeah. I could tell from the trailer, it's called like Honest Thief. Basically, he's like robbed like nine bakes, made a lot of money, but he wants to admit that he did it. He goes to like two police officers and the cops decide to rip him off and steal all yeah. the money that he'd stolen. And now he's going after them. So shout out to Liam Neeson for making that movie. For the twelfth time, did you notice the ad today? I think it was during the Raider game. I had a similar thought. It was CBS, CBS News, and it was this woman talking like why she really wanted to be a journalist. And it was basically CBS News ran their own ad of like, I, I wanted to help people, I wanted to change people's lives. And I'm thinking, journalism is kind of getting shit on right now from all angles. And I think a lot of people don't take it seriously. So I think CBS is thinking like, we need to build our own credibility. Let's just place an ad in our own inventory and run our own ad. It's I will, a little state-run propaganda. Well, but I will say, you know, you've watched TV long enough. How, like every local news station always runs the same. Like the most trusted in news. Abigail the difference, Smith, though, is I the, fight for the, you. The difference, though, wouldn't you agree, is if you went through however many hours there are in a week, what would their highest paid inventory be that week? Would you imagine the NFL? Yeah, yeah. Like it's so but I think news, especially now, is huge for them, for everybody. Right. True. But I'm just saying, like, they they probably just ate a little money to get their own ad out there. I don't think they typically do that, but I just felt like, you know, the times you're trying to get a little credibility. I don't blame them. Fighting for every but inch. Like, you know, it's like they're probably bypassing. If I just had to guess, what do you think an ad runs you 30 seconds on CBS midday, 500 G, 750 grand? Yeah. Your NFL Sunday? Yeah, I mean, it's enough where Haberman Milkoff ain't looking into it for an iron game. I'll tell you that much. Not yet. Uh, what else we got? We already talked about Alabama. Well, can I just give this guy some credit? Hmm. Is that he took a lot of shit the moment he was fired on the tarmac, and it had been kind of a disaster. Lane's tenure with USC had just been gotten really weird. It just felt like it was not working. He was really angry. I don't remember a coach in college or the NFL. And what's crazy is he is so famous. I think when he's talked about it's like he has like NFL fame or like Saban or Urban fame. Like he just his fame is up there. Part of it's his last name. Part of it is the USC teams and being in the NFL and the way everything happened with USC and Tennessee. His pivot from going to Bama, resurrecting his career. To then going to the little school, I always call it Florida Atlantic, but I think it was yeah. Florida International, Florida Atlantic. No, he was at FAU. But it wasn't just he ended up at Florida Atlantic. Saban kind of kicked him out. At the, remember, he would not let him coach the national championship game. Told him to get the fuck out of there. And then he goes there, and two of like he had a lot of success there. I think he won the conference two or three years. Definitely won in his last year. And then he gets this job, and it's like you know, then he takes it really seriously. He's so active on social media. 
His personality has completely changed. Did you see the I mean, I, I was a degenerate. I watched the whole game hoping for some miracle. Their interaction lot. after the game, like it's like I feel like Nick in a weird way, Lane said today that the one thing he has over Nick is he would still smoke him in a one-on-one. And they asked Nick, and Nick laughed. He's like, you know, I pride myself, even yeah. in my late 60s, on my coverage ability. He's like, but, you know, he'd probably get me. And it's like he's kind of softened up Nick in a weird way. Like, I felt Nick, maybe it was the mask, would have killed some people after last night or Saturday. And he was just, like, playing Lane. I, I think Lane has just changed the course. Here, You know what my thought before I went to sleep was? My head's in bed. Is he Why does the NFL coach again? Next coach out? Why isn't that the next coach Alabama? Yo, that too, yeah. If Dabo turns it down, is he their number two choice? Now, granted, he hasn't won any games really yet. But, but I, I think mean, at this point, given what's going on, what he's now his quarterback clearly is good, right? But they, uh, he's only gonna the players are only gonna get better at Ole Miss. The talent's only gonna get increase. Would you, if I told you he he fills in for Nick Saban as the next coach of Alabama, that is believable at this point. Would not point surprise now. me. Would not surprise me. Would, wouldn't because you put him near the top of the list of people that he knows the institution, he knows if, the way they recruit, he does recruit? Yeah, I mean, I think who who would you outside of Dabble? Who would you put ahead of him at this point? Matt Campbell, we talk about, or Franklin? No, or, you, yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't try to get Urban. Guys. I mean, like it's to me, he's he's you could. There probably are some people at Alabama. I'm sure there's some boosters at Alabama that would have Lane number one on the list. I think there are people in on that that have power. I don't know, like decision making power, but just influence. And who knows? I mean, it, uh, Nick would probably have some juice too. And I don't know if Nick would want, but it's like, would being the head coach taken over for Alabama for Nick Saban be a better job for Lane Kiffin than to the NFL? Like, I, I think he's kind of destined for it. I, that I think he makes so much sense in college, part because his personality is such a big part of it, right? Of, of why he's been famous and he's backed it up. Um, I, And it just works. It, you know what? It works you in know the college what? game. Another guy that's really resurrected his career, which, listen, I, I couldn't take seriously. Uh, him, too. I mean, are they just really good? <laughs> this guy, though, guy, I mean, I, I, I've i had people push back on this. I, there were rumors he was doing cocaine, you know, whether he was just drunk. I, I don't know. It was really bad. I mean, he got fired on the spot for being intoxicated at a meeting. Like Lane, like he, he was, as someone around the program last night texted me, or two nights ago now, like Alabama would have got worked if their offense wasn't per- guy. Did you see someone, Danny Kelly or someone had a stat or Sherman for the ringer that of their 790 possible yards that they could have gained, they did gain like 772. Like it was just the Alabama al- offensive what performance was perfect. Like no drops. Like I guess there were a couple penalties and drops or like a, a player. Like I, I don't, I didn't read. It was late at night, but it was like basically saying they had the perfect offensive performance on the play calls. Wow. How Sark, Sark's kind of, I mean, now it's two years running. It'd be, Tua was one thing. Now he's doing it with these guys. Not on, I'm not saying he's on lanes ahead of him on the process, but this guy, Saban's resurrecting careers. like And not just like throwing. Sark's going to be a head coach in, in college football again. By the way, don't forget about Mario Cristobal, who had been untouchable after FIU in terms of a head coach, right? What happened there? <laughs> I didn't know much about that story. Did not go well? No, it was just, it was a disaster. FIU was a mess, but he caught a lot of the blame. I think it was like a brand, it was like a restarted program. I don't, I'd always heard that it wasn't really his fault. From what I'd heard on Sark, the Colorado job was his if he wanted it. 
And there were some people that thought he was about to, like he was going to take it. And then ultimately maybe Nick came back and got him to stay or whatever the deal was. But Sark could have been the head coach at Colorado this year if he wanted. Now he might've looked at it and gone, well, all I got to do is keep doing this at Alabama. All due respect to Colorado. I'll get a bigger job than that. Right. And I think he's right. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I mean, why would, at this point, if you're a Saban guy, why wouldn't you just wait until an SEC job opens? I think what Belichick is to players, right? When a guy's career kind of goes off the straight and narrow, who's a good player, they go to Belichick, immediately resurrect because it's impossible not to. You're going to play well, you're going to win, and then you're going to get paid. Saban is doing this to coaches. And it's like, the one thing I'll give Nick, Nick has Nick's just standing there. Like, Sark's calling the offense. It's but, clear, like, who? what's Sark doing? He's calling the offense. But don't you think, uh, you just made me think of this, I wonder if there's a part of this where Nick is hands-off enough to let you call the offense, but he's hands-on enough probably to want to know what you're up to. So basically, yeah. you're an offensive I'm coordinator. Saying, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm no, no, but what I'm saying is, isn't this where it makes you better? You're an offensive coordinator who every week your game plan has to pass the best defensive coach in the game's test. Yeah, in practice and stuff. Well, just when you, you, you I, I would imagine he asks, like, what's the game plan? This, how, how we, What are we doing? And he goes, I don't yeah, like that. Well, I don't well, like I, that. Or you drop it off at his office, right? <laughs> Something. <laughs> so, yeah, I or – Obviously, he hires guys that he thinks are good, so that probably helps too. But I think the thing the thing that's crazy about offensive coaches, like I got the baseball game on behind me. You really have no clue what a bench coach is doing, right? Whenever you see a bench coach gets hired, truly, unless you know the guy personally or like are friends with whoever the manager is, even you just don't and know even much. then, the greatest bench coach on earth, well, he's not calling plays. Yeah, in, in basketball, I guess you could say like if Doc Rivers says this guy was setting up our defense, they had the number one defense. It's a little more tangible. Yeah, like when Tibbs was in, the defensive coordinator for the football, Celtics. In football, you kind of go, well, this works. It's going to work. Like I think Stefanski is a good example. Like last year, we all watched Minnesota. Like fuck this guy. I mean, they got Diggs is flying, Thielen's flying. You got you know Dalvin Cook's playing well. Cousins the best year of his career. Like this, he's the offensive coordinator. His head coach is defensive coach, kind of like Lane and Sark with Nick. And then you just put him on the Browns. And every time the Browns, I just look up and they're on the red zone. I'm like, they just look like a pretty high level operation. Now, he's probably the best case scenario. One year coordinator, boom, works. Like Sark and Lane, those guys have head coaching experience. So it's going to be easy to like to hire him as a head coach one day. In theory, this, I mean, Sark a little different, but just they've, they've done it. You never truly know until a guy gets up front, but like, you saw the Stefanski guy, like I think he's just, I mean, best Browns hire ever. I mean, it's incredible. It's a good call. I, mean, I, I guess they hired Belichick once upon a time, but it didn't go that well. Yeah, but you don't get credit if you fire him. Uh, we have breaking news, John. On Sunday night, the Falcons have fired Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov. Wow. I expected the Dan Quinn. I, I hadn't really. I guess. Makes sense. I hadn't really thought about Dimitrov. I mean, maybe Falcons fans were like, oh, yeah, we've been talking about Dimitrov this whole time, too. But wow. Dan Quinn, not surprising. You know, Dimitrov had a was it like run. all you're looking for them? I just talking about Stefanski's, the Sarks. Like, you just want to get a guy. You, obviously, you want a Belichick or a Parcells. But if worst case scenario, you just want to get like a pretty competent Stefanski. They, they, would, they would die to have Stefanski right now at Atlanta, right? If they knew what Stefanski was doing and you would tell Arthur Blank, if you had fired Dan Quinn and you could have got Stefanski with Matt Ryan and Julio and all these guys, if he could retroactively do that, would he do that right now? How yes. would he not? Yes. Right? Yep. And, and you know, the Dimitrov thing, 
they went to the Super Bowl after they demoted and then re-promoted Dimitrov, right? So he did kind of get his mojo back. Yeah. Dan Quinn, I, I, I don't, I saw the record earlier today, like whatever it is, the last three years, the last four years, it's awful. Um, or basically since he's the never, Super Bowl. He's not going to be head coach again. No, because his second chance was there. You know the unique part about this? Is there not a lot of general managers? I mean, you and I have been doing this now for seven, eight years. How many GM jobs have we talked about over that period of time? Not as many as you think. Well, I mean, we talk about six or seven head coaches every year, but GMs, one a year probably on average? Maybe. Some years, none. Well, you have more and more coaches that are in charge of personnel, right? Well, not more and more. You have that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like you end up with a lot of former GMs just in somebody else's front office, right? I I talked to an agent uh, last week, and he's like kind of going through some of the jobs. He said Atlanta is going to be a highly thought of job from a coaching perspective, and definitely if the GM becomes available. And he said number one thing, location. People fucking love Atlanta. You know, and then you just factor in owner big pockets. Guy, do you know Thomas Dimitrov? Is the guy that drafted Matty Ice. He's been there forever. Like the guy's got pretty good loyalty. A little like Lurie. It's not like he fired Dimitrov. He just kind of let's change some stuff up. Then it worked. And he like showed I actually think he showed a lot of loyalty to Thomas Dimitrov over the years. Wouldn't you want to work for a guy that well, he has? Worth, if I had what would you guess, Arthur Blank, Home Depot, $10 billion? <laughs> Like, I mean, like I that stadium suite. Plus having the just team a, feels ten feels low. Oh, six. I mean, Feels like more, but definitely he'll spend. I don't believe it's on paper. I, I, it feels like he's worth more than that. But it does feel it? like he's a really good owner, right? To work for. Yeah. Is that clearly the number? I mean, it's better than the Jets' job. It's better than the Texans' job. One, they have a, they don't have a GM, so like. Yeah, here's the other thing. They're not. They're zero and five now, right? So you should have a pretty good draft pick. I had a buddy in the league. Like you got me, talent, but you should get a good pick. I had a scout said their their move would be to do whatever you can to tank and be as shitty as possible and try to get a top quarterback at this point. Once you're pulling the trigger, I haven't seen who they named. Who who did we? Didn't you tell me they had somebody around who'd be the head coach? <laughs> I, I mean, I, Raheem Morse. When does it ever, guy, when you go about week 10, you go, we're going to fire this guy. And then some crazy things happen the last five or six weeks and you keep him. How often is that guy the first guy fired? Now, it took Billy O'Brien to, to to trump Quinn here, but it was clear like after week two, it's like, oh, Dan, screwed. <laughs> you know, what What are you doing? You know, just but when you know, you, you know, I know coaching. it's part of what we give blank credit for, though, is like he's given his guys a shot, but it's not it clearly was not the right move for the organization. Dirk Cutter, Dirk Cutter, Raheem Morris. No, I don't know. I'm just saying those are your two. They do have guys who've done it before. Who tweeted uh, Dimitrov's that chapter? That's a pretty big, like, whoa move in the NFL, don't you think? Because because those jobs don't like. But maybe I the league knew people, he was. Maybe the league knew he was. Do you think Lewis Riddick, like Jason Witten, is a one and done to the league? Well, do you think he's going to get an interview for this job? What do you want? He interviews one? for all the GMs. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, probably. If you're him, you take I think it. He w- I think you do the interview. I don't know if you take the job, but it's. I mean, if, if you got, I, if I you think want if they to you, do, yeah, if they you, let you want hire this coach, type of job, then you do it. You take it because you got to keep Monday Night Football string of changing crews every year alive. 
Yeah, I mean, I, listen, it's it's fresh and it's new. I'm rooting for them, but it's just like if you told me they have a new crew next year, I it's like, is that believable? Like, it's not like you don't feel like you're like Herb Street and Fowler just like yeah. on scholarship, no. right? No, I mean, they're guy, they're doing simulcast with those guys. They're just, I would not feel great about it. I would jump at the opportunity to go back if I was him, and I, I think. I just think his name is going to be right in the mix. Just look, think about the names. Like a couple guys with Seattle. Gudikins is a GM now. Uh, I guess the Texans technically is an open GM job too because they fired their head coach. And that might was. not be a terrible job either. You don't have picks though. You think so? Well, I mean, picks. just because you have a quarterback, you think. Well, you'd rather have Deshaun Watson than Matt Ryan. Yeah, but you'd rather have the Falcon situation, especially if you're going to be able to draft your guy. Would they hire Sark? He was there. Well, wasn't the he there? Yeah, I, I don't know. Depends. Who the, depend, but again, to me, he's an easier guy to hire if if you hire your GM first. If you're going to do the coach gets to be the guy, that's a different animal. You, I don't think you would do that. But if you hire a GM and the GM says, this is my guy, then I think you do it. You know why those guys got fired? It's one thing to have the crazy comebacks. You played a team in your division who basically hit the reset, cut cam, Keekly is like a scout now, you know, they, they just fucking blew it up and they kicked there. I watched a decent amount with of an established game. coach. who had been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Got rid of Ron. Similar situation. Just, Matt rule came in from Baylor and just kicked your guys ass. Yeah. They pulled the trigger the year you didn't and they flipped it around faster. And they're just wait. I mean, if you had to guess right now, wins Carolina. Six, Feels seven. like they're a little overachieving. Six. But I, yeah, well, I mean, they're three and two, three. three yeah. Seven. So seven. Seven, seven and nine. If they get but you're eight. for blank. You go. I, I got. I'm, I'm paying Julio all this money. I got Calvin Ridley. I'm paying Matt Ryan all this money. What the fuck am I getting? These guys are kicking my ass. I think that was like that. That did him in. Uh, Matt Rule Al- might be good. Alex Smith back, John. Did you watch any of that? Not Can't a really ton. Move. I just. I. You know what? I saw him get sacked near the goal line by the legs and pop back up, and I was like, all right, that's cool. I mean, he didn't start. Did Kyle Allen started. Play? Got hurt. Dwayne wasn't there. Crushed, I think. Did did you see did you see the play when Aaron Donald jumped on Alex's back as a sack? No, God, that's scary though. He, his the weight. first his first series, Aaron Donald. I think he got sacked. Well, the I think the the Washington football team got had seven total sacks, and Alex had to have a couple. His sack was he kind of comes around because like lineman's going to try to take him out, so he kind of leaps, ends up on Alex's back, like just fucking over him, and then Swells all his weight up. goes down. But he'd hop right back up. I'm going to look for that right now. You think? Oh, my God. They destroyed him. That's painful. That's not fair. Do we have a game Tuesday? I still can't. The schedule's been changed seven times. I'm not exactly positive. I think we do. Yeah, I I, I, got, I got no clue when games are going. I, I gave up. Just, just If there's a game on that day, I, th- I think we got a Monday game tonight. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Pretty sure we got a Tuesday game. Don't quote me on that. Titans. Saw they practice today for the first time in like 30 days. Uh, Titans playing the Bills, and then they moved the game against the Bills and the Chiefs Monday. The Chiefs are getting a lot of collateral damage <laughs> of just games moving. I know. They were just kind of like, you know. But you'd rather, if you're them, play Monday and then have a short week than play Thursday, right? Or would you rather play Thursday for them? Uh, I'd rather play Monday and have make that the short week. Um, You're sure you'd rather have a six day than a four day. Yeah. By the way, my um, when, when do we start uh, flexing Sunday night football next week? 
Well, I mean, if I see, I'm thrown off right now because we flex so many games already. So, well, but they're, but they're Coronas. Week six is usually when you start doing it, or week five. I thought. Is I thought it. I thought it was eight. I thought it was eight. All right. Well, the I problem is, you're right. When I say six out loud, it doesn't sound right. The problem. I'm bummed because the Browns don't have a primetime game until week 14. I I think the Browns are going to get. We got to flex them in at some point, but they don't have that many flexible games. They got the Steelers. This Steelers. Week. That's this week. They got Vegas in two weeks. Uh, and they got the Eagles, maybe. I, I need more Browns football, John. I hope we get Steelers-Browns next week. Whenever the game, do you notice when the game comes up on the red zone, just the pace of the game looks good? It just it always looks flowing. like stuff's happening. <laughs> yeah. Stuff they, they, is they always happening. Double, they run double passes with their wide receivers a lot. Odell threw a pass today. They they, they do cool shit. I, I'm telling you, I'm all in on Stefanski. Hot take of the day. Yeah, I like you, had, you had me listen to his <laughs> podcast with Woj and his dad. I was, did you see the double pass on fourth down that the Jags tried to run? It was a terrible. Oh, one. my God. Oh, oh, my God. No, it wasn't a double pass guy. It was four. I was pretty. I was locked in at this moment. It was fourth and goal from like the five or fourth and five from like the 10 or whatever in their own red zone. They they motion Gardner Minshew out wide. They go direct snap to the running back, Robinson, who rolls out, and it was clearly a running back pass. And as he's thinking about passing it, clearly the guy is covered, so then he's going to take the ball back to like run it like a running back and take off, fumbles the ball in his hands, ball hits the ground, disaster. Even the commentator was like, that was bad. <laughs> I had the Titans defense, so I was fired up about it. DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, All right, so we decide we're going to do like an hour now on the Lakers Heat series. Um, Do you want to start on the Goran Dragic thing or or Bam out of Yeah, holler at me a little bit later. Okay, I'll I'll check back in. I'm going to let Billy. Billy, come in. (laughs) Do you go to the bullpen on that one? Yeah, just go to Billy the Laker fan. You come in and talk to Guy. I'm going to go eat dinner. All right, on that note. (laughs) See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.